hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the FanDuel Thunderdome on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. This sports show starts all right now. Football! Wrapped up its 14th weekend just last night. 18 weekends on the year. Obviously, this weekend it kicks off Saturday games. There's three of them on. They shall be riveting, and Sunday has a full slate as well, and that'll be week 15. That kicks off on Mm. Thursday, day in Seattle. Then there'll be week 16. Then there'll be week 17. Okay. Uh-huh. Then there'll be week 18. What? And then it's playoffs. Teams are getting eliminated there. Jeez. Oh, no. Four more. Hey. Sheesh. Four more. Let's enjoy these, okay? Take it Even one of our games are kind of looking a little ugly or slow, like most of them have on primetime. Last right. night, the New England Patriots get a massive win over the Arizona Cardinals in the desert, covering while being favored on the road. Oh, yeah. A couple mm-hmm. backup running backs that we didn't even know really existed shined for the New England Patriots. Uh, Uche and obviously Judon got pressure on Colt McCoy, who was playing in place. That's uh, Harris, I believe. Yes. Harris uh, is the one. And then the other one was Pierre Strong mm-hmm. Jr., who is uh, like the fastest running back coming out of the last class or whatever. He put on a show with oh, the yeah. Patriots. Obviously, we know those two are going to oh, do yeah. their thing. Yeah. We knew that going in. That's classic Patriots. Kyler Murray, though, tears ACL and is out for rest of year after first series drive where he's running in the open field. Makes a cut on grass. We have to add in yep. this entire conversation. On grass, an incredibly unfortunate event. Tears his ACL right there on non-contact. Judon sees his face as he goes down, immediately calls for help. The amount of pain and excruciation that happens right there. That one. I don't just I don't know what it is. I honestly have no idea. Because I think a lot of people can initially say, like, oh, is he not used to running or cutting? Is he not that's not true. He runs and cuts literally all the time. His body was built for it. Is it on a super firm surface? No. It's on grass, actually really cool grass that mm-hmm. rolls outside, uh, gets some sun from the desert, and then comes right back inside, and then it waters itself. Yeah. So like the grass is that super grass that people have been looking for. It's fantastic. Sometimes you just get incredibly unlucky. And it feels like that's what happened here for Kyler. Murray, who is now going to miss the rest of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. What a weird year. Wild. What a weird year for Kyler Murray, who just signed a massive contract, a contract that's so large that the GM who signed him to the contract actually joked about an entire baseball team's payroll versus what he's making with the Cardinals because Kyler was potentially going to be an MLB player getting drafted in the top 10 in that sport as well. But immediately upon signing the massive deal where you get paid, the thing you've been working your entire life for, you become wealthy now. Your first contract obviously makes you rich. Your second contract makes you wealthy. Your third contract makes you set forever if you go in that type of fashion, especially at the quarterback position. Then it's immediately met with a little bit of resistance with a clause in there that says you gotta, you gotta like put effort though. Yeah, gotta watch that you gotta watch film. Yeah. The whole world was like, well, why the fuck would you pay a guy $107 million if you don't think he's watching enough film? And if this has never been in any other quarterback contract before, why did the Cardinals feel obligated to put it into Kyler Murray's contract, knowing that as soon as somebody saw it, which we did, somebody saw it, yes. as soon as it would hit the air, it would be like, oh, so Kyler doesn't care. They just paid this guy a bunch of money, and he doesn't care. He doesn't, he's not as invested as everybody else. He, they're forcing him to study, or they can... They won't have to pay him? Is that what's going on? That caused a full backlash, full conversation. Kyler got buried in that situation pretty heavily after signing a contract for so much money. So then they removed the clause from the contract. But it's just like whenever you're in court or you watch a court case and you hear them say, like, uh, what's I object or whatever. You're mm-hmm. like, 
right, remove that from the thing. Jury still heard that. Oh, Jury yeah. still heard what was just said. You watch any movie, and they're like, so you did that because you thought that blah, blah, blah. They're like, a leading, objection, or whatever. Like, right, remove that from the thing. It's like, Jury just heard that whole part, yeah, though. forget that. And they're just supposed to forget it. It's like, mm. that's what happened with the Kyler Murray clause. We were all just supposed to forget that it existed. Then he has some success. They have no success at home. They're 1-12 in 12 now in their last 13 home games. Damn. Makes no sense. Cliff Kingsbury has not won a bunch of games as a head coach. He just got extended. Steve Kime, obviously, in charge of the whole thing. He just got extended. It's been disarray. Kyler's year is up. I think more people were scared to bet on the Patriots to win when Colt McCoy came in mm-hmm. than whenever Kyler Murray was in there. That's not good. Nope. It's a wild year for Kyler. We hope he gets healthy. We hope he comes back stronger, better than ever. Mm-hmm. But who knows what the Cardinals are going to look like next year and who's going to be in charge. With that being said, let's pivot to the other team. One member of the toxic table, not Ty Schmidt, who'll be talking to Aaron Rodgers later today. Can't wait to do that. How was his bye week? Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Where was he? You guys had a bye week. Where the hell was he? Where is, was he? Did he do ayahuasca again? Is he still on ayahuasca? Ooh. Can't wait to ask him all those questions and what his book club is. Patriots, though, now sitting at the seventh position. Playoffs, good news for the, oh, yeah. the New England Patriots. And once you get in the dance... Who knows what can happen? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But whenever you talk about the Patriots getting a win last night in the fashion that they did, pressure in the quarterback, mm-hmm. got some turnovers. Obviously, people we never heard of were scoring touchdowns. Mac Jones made a couple plays. Matt Patricia had a trimmed beard, looked skinnier than he's ever looked. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the Patriots down the stretch here? How do you feel about the team, especially after last night's 14-point victory over the Cardinals in Arizona? Yeah, it's hard to feel good about the offense as a whole, even when you score 20 points, and that does feel like a massive victory for what you know the Patriots and Matt Patricia have been doing on offense. But We've talked about it this year. All these teams who make a run have a lot of weapons, but the teams that can, you know, rattle some cages have great defenses, and the Patriots have a great defense at all levels, whether it's linebacker, D-line, obviously, with Judon, you know, tied for the league lead in sacks and their secondary. Like, they can make some noise. Now, you know, you said yesterday with your eyes, are we in it to win a Super Bowl? Are we in it to have a decent year? And obviously, as a Patriots fan, I think Packers, Steelers, Colts. You know, everybody in here. Everybody in here, yes, yeah. that has a brain, is in it to win a Super Bowl. Are the Patriots going to do that this year with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals and even the Dolphins and what they can do on offense? Maybe not, but because of the defense, you have a little hope. you got to get invited to the dance as someone who never did. It's very heartbreaking because oh, you got to go to the on, dance. because you go, All you do is hear Five about the dance. Five years of high school. Exactly, and I didn't get one goddamn dance. That's right, they're missing out. The dance missed out not having you there. That's right. Because yeah. you would add a certain element of, of electricity to any gathering that I think everybody would yeah. miss there. So the loss is on them. Yeah. Uh, Uche, too. Well, he's coming in. Yes. He has 10 sacks in the last six weeks or mm-hmm. something like that. Jeez. And then Judon's got 14 and a half on the season. He's yeah. tied for the league lead. They're getting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They get turnovers. Exactly. Seems like they get turnovers. Four Belichick team's always going to be able to do what they're going to do. Colt McCoy came in. He got his ass beat, which yeah. leads us to this conversation. Not from one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys tone. Doing? Diggs is here wearing a brand new hat that was gifted to him by the boy, Taylor. The one. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Cool moment. Love I got you, uh, Whenever uh, we were in Columbus for Ohio State's uh, college game day with Michigan, sure. Taylor Lewan came in, was in the night before, got dinner with him, and he said he wanted to gift Tone Diggs the hat off his head. Wow. Yeah, nice. he, he actually That's took big. the hat off his head and he said, Why don't you give us the Tone? Give us, he's got a good hat collection. We recorded a video, gave it to him yesterday at the holiday party. So Tone has a brand new hat from Taylor Lewan. Taylor, I'd like to say thank you for that. I think Tone has some things he'd like to say to you as well. Yeah, I said, Love you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, when I was getting into the hat game, he was my inspiration. He wow. was a guy I looked up to in this hat world. And 
to get a receive a gift from him in this. That's a Stetson. That's, yeah. Whoa. Okay. And you, know what, you know what Stetson means, right? What's that? Oh, last your life, though. Well, I don't think that's the case because I actually heard <laughs> that same, unless it's the same quote that's used around cowboy hats and hats as a whole, because there's a man joining us right now who's a host of In the Trenches and the Bobble Exchange, 12-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champion, here all year long on Tuesdays. Ladies and gentlemen, it's A.Q. Shipley. Hey. A.Q. A.Q.'s wearing my resistile cap that I was gifted uh, by the city of Arlington down there at College Game Day. And uh, I was told that resistile, it's a good cap. That thing will last you a lifetime if you want to Whoa. take care of that. <laughs> and uh, you look good in that hat. It feels like a really good hat. Right? Yeah, it fits perfect. It's got a nice little stiffness to it. It, it sits high. Yeah. It sits high. Cowboy hat riding Provides high, nice boy. Big rig. Yeah. A lot of nice shade right here. This Once you nice. put it on, it's hard to take it off, though, isn't it? Agree. I mean, it fits like a glove. That happened to me for game day. Game day, I was just only going to wear that for the opening segment. And then it was like, man, this feels fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels good, don't you? You feel like you're a sheriff. Feel like you're on a horse. Feel like yeah. you mean something, don't you? Feel like you mean something with that hat. I do. I feel, I feel like the big shit right now. And, I, and this thing's staying on all. Yeah. Oh, show long. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we're talking about. Hey, let's saddle some horses. Let's ride ranching. Let's do some ranching here. Um, the Cardinals' offensive line just suck. Oh. Four sacks just between Judah and Nuche, Jesus. obviously, let alone the pressures. And there was a there was a touchdown that was going to DeAndre Hopkins, but as Colt was going to throw it, there was two hands getting shoved right into mm-hmm. his chest. Yep. Underthrows it, picked by Jones. Marcus Jones, yeah. Marcus Jones, who becomes the first player in Super Bowl era. To have a receiving touchdown, an interception, and a punt return touchdown in the same season. Not in this play, but this is just bring us up to this conversation. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. This guy's a player. Come out of nowhere. I can't believe Pac-Man didn't have that. Yeah, Yeah, that is surprising. You know what I mean? That that seems like an interesting stat because Pac-Man was a punt returner, one of the greatest. He was also a corner, and they had him on offense all the time down mm-hmm. there in Jeff Fisher's offense. Yeah, he actually killed the Patriots uh, when he – I think it was either his rookie year or his second year. He had a punt return for a touchdown, and they used him on offense. So it's surprising that he didn't have it that year. But anyways, Jones had it there, and on that pick, I think if Colt McCoy has anywhere near a pocket, he's throwing that thing up to D-hop, and it's seemingly one-on-one down the sideline there. And I think D-hop probably going to win that. that Instead – Massively underthrown pick. How you doing? Keep that was UJ too to go. Yep. With yeah, there it is. Three sacks. Yeah, just in the middle of that whole thing. Oh. So this is just a terrible offensive line. It's a brand new offensive line. Will they ever be good offensive line? What do you think happens in Arizona, which you played for and currently live out there? What do you think happens with that team in the future? It's going to look vastly different next year. Rodney Hudson's on IR all year for the most part this year. He'll probably retire after the year. Justin Whoa. Pugh on IR. He's probably done too. Damn. Beecham, right tackles, played forever. He's starting to slow down. He'll probably retire. There's three guys starting on this offensive line in Arizona right now that were not on 90-man training camp rosters. So 32 teams, 90. You start doing some math. What is that, 180 plus 2,980? 90 times 32. No, 200. 2,800. 2,700. 2,800. We're close. Yeah, there you go. We're close. Big number. Big math show. 2,880 players. And then after cut That's what he's saying. 2,880 players. There's three guys playing for the Cardinals offense line. That weren't on those rosters. Okay, And then after cut downs, it goes down to half that almost, right? And they weren't on those rosters. Until they got picked up sometime throughout the year, whenever there was injuries and, and whatever else. 
Cody Ford, rough night last night. Yeah, he got abused. Traded from the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl contender. Don't let him out of the building if he's something. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of issues. Steve Kime, offensive lineman, wasn't he? GM there? Yeah, I think on paper they probably felt really good about the group they had going into the season. DJ Humphreys, left tackle, pro bowler, all pro, IR. Pew, hurt, IR. Hudson, hurt, IR. That's tough. You got yeah, no shot brutal. there, huh? Tough. Is there enough – Is a is the offensive line position a deep position or a very thin position? Super thin because, like, the, the biggest thing is the way they look at it, right? You can only keep – some teams only keep eight, right? So you have your five starters. Then you got a backup swing guard, backup swing tackle, and then usually, like, a center hybrid, right? So when that happens – Hell, yeah, that was – Yeah. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'll be the wedge. I'll be the wedge buster. I'll be the wedge. And I'll be your center guard hybrid yep. extra swing if you need me. That's it. That'll be AQ. Thanks. I'll go AQ. That. But, yeah, so when that happens, that's always the position group that ends up getting shafted, I guess, per se, when it comes to roster numbers. It's always like, oh, well, we'll cut that eighth guy or that ninth guy because we need an extra DB who can play special teams on, su- on Sunday, right? And so when that happens, now you lose three of your guys – now those three are in, and now you're you're playing with people off the street, and that's a, that's a tough situation. What's the f- uh, future look like for Cliff Kingsbury? You think one in twelve in the last thirteen home games? Not good. How's that happen? Yeah. I, what was it? Is it suck to play there? I love playing there. Maybe that's the thing, though. I'm I'm on the away uh, team. Yeah, away team loves it. Is that it's a great place to play when you're great. winning. When you're winning, it's also a very uh, weird place when you're not winning. Because when you're not winning. Arizona, you've been there, you've been there. Great destination place. Gorgeous. All the people. If you're playing in New England, they want their vacation in December in Arizona. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if you play a Green Bay, if you play a New England, if you play a Pittsburgh in December, you're playing a fucking away game. Hell yeah. It is a beautiful stadium. Oh, it's wonderful. What was it? It was the Southern New Hampshire University. Yep, yep. Is that what it was? University of Phoenix Phoenix online. Close. Okay, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the snow of the West. Same idea. We're same in there, yeah. Uh University of Phoenix is the Southern Southern New New Hampshire Hampshire University. I think Larry Fitzgerald is the dean of Phoenix. No, he got a master's. He did. I think think now he's probably the dean. Is University of Phoenix still a thing? Still happen? I assume, yeah. I think yeah. gotta be. People are still doing it now, even more so than. What's ever. it called now? Mm-hmm. State Farm, State Farm Arena, State Farm Stadium. I think. I don't know. I think so. You live. You actually. Yeah, live you, there. yeah. yeah. Stones throw away. You played. I Lucas mean, Oil Stadium, right downtown here. Yeah, I know that one. You're from the your page. What's the name? Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil Stadium. State about, Farm Stadium. How, State Farm Stadium. You knew it. Have a little coffee. Yeah. You got that Come hat on. on. Come on. Got that you. hat Crush on. your brain. What do you think about the Patriots on the flip side? You think they have enough to go ahead and make it? No, I don't. Sorry. But I agree with I agree I agree with your assessment. Defense very good. Offense is still tough to watch. It is tough to watch. Yeah. It really is. I mean, Mac Jones looks like a shell of what he was in years past, and I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive coordinator. Oh, oh we don't have an offensive guy. Mar- uh, hey, that was a big time win for Patricia last night, Huge. especially after the shit that was a little talk during the week. Yeah. Good luck to all teams. Okay, Patriots are going to be in the playoffs. It was end today. Yeah. Though. Remember that, right? right. In the dance. This Patriots team uh, with a defense coordinator and a special teams coordinator as offense coordinator and quarterback coach. So, I mean, that's what the Patriots can do because the Patriots are the Patriots. Who knows what it means for anybody else? Let's talk about some things that happened around the NFL before Mike Williams of the Chargers joins us. Obviously, 81 made a big-time play uh, last week, amongst other things. Got a couple unfortunate injuries this season, back-to-back, basically. Mm -hmm. Ankle injury comes back, second playback, another ankle injury, gets a chance to come back. Dog. He's actually on pace to have a record where he has uh, five, five straight road games 
uh, with 100 yards or more. Could break that against Colts next week. Oh, wow. wow. Pretty easy team to do. Okay. Yeah, that'd be perfect. No! Oh, oh, oh. Anyways, he's joining us. Motor City Dan Campbell will be joining us in about an hour from now. Ooh. And then Aaron Rodgers joins us yeah. in about two hours. Uh, big news out of Dallas. God did. T.Y. <laughs> yeah. Hilton got signed uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Congrats to T.Y. Yeah, yeah, and to the Cowboys. This is the tweet that announced it. Jerry Jones is in there handling the negotiation. I'm intrigued to hear what his convo was like with T.Y. T.Y., one of the greatest humans to be around. Vibes immaculate all the time. He's a hard worker. He's got great juice. He's obviously was the number one wide receiver for the Colts for a long time. After Andrew Luck retires, it's kind of a carousel of quarterbacks throwing to T.Y. And T.Y. and Andrew were on the same exact page. It was awesome to watch live. T.Y. Uh, slips to like the third round or fourth round out of FIU. Uh, he's, everybody said he was undersized, whatever the case. If you have an offensive coordinator that has a brain at all that can just maybe get him on a little bit of emotion or off the line so he can't get jammed up, which certainly can happen to any wide receiver. He never had that trouble whenever he was balling, though. That guy would be in motion. He'd go up over three people and make big-time plays. We love T.Y. Hilton around here. He's obviously been on the show numerous times. I had no idea he was thinking about getting back into no. it. T.Y. has kids. He's a great dad, lives his life. Very quiet off the grid, like, hey, I don't need any attention. I'm happy that he is potentially getting a chance. He's got $600,000 guaranteed for the rest of the year. Yeah. He's got incentives that go up to $1.5 million. We're talking about what if he's doing what Odell does. He's in great shape. Let me just go to a team that needs maybe another weapon. He'll probably be there number three, three option. Oh, yeah. T.Y. will be able to pick it up quick. To have this guy who's a consummate pro bowler and professional as your fucking third option, good on the Cowboys reloading here in the middle of the damn season. They wanted Odell. Odell, I guess, five to six weeks out is what – uh, Micah said, and um, that's what Vaughn Miller said, three to four weeks or uh-huh. whatever the case was. Jerry and the Cowboys, I don't know if they knew that before his visit down there. They signed Odell. We want relief right now. Uh, or They signed T.Y. We want relief right now. What a fucking signing by the Cowboys. AQ, you've got a chance to see T.Y. work. We're all big fans of his. Very quiet, oh, yeah. though, so he doesn't get like a lot of national pub. Stud of a player, and I assume he's the same as he's always been, which is just going to be hard worker, make big catch, and outrun motherfuckers. I mean, I love the way he plays. And I love – I'll always remember the game we played second round of the playoffs, maybe in 14 at Denver. I think he was against Aqib Tlaib, and he had a monster game. And I was like, all right, like this guy's special. He was still starting to break out at that point, but he was special. Here we are, whatever, 10 years later, nine years later, whatever it is, and he gets an opportunity to be a three and go possibly win a Super Bowl. It's awesome. Happy for T.Y. Yeah. Yeah. They call him a ghost because he disappears behind coverages. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. More specifically against Houston yeah. is where it came. He put up numbers against Houston that were just absurd. And I wonder if the Cowboys were like, Houston just exposed something. Let's get somebody that beats Houston. It's like D.Y. Hilton literally yeah. beats the Houston Texans uh, franchise worse than any other player in the history. I'm happy as hell for him. Yeah, and it feels like the perfect team for you know a receiver who's just trying to go and you know, win a Super Bowl in the latter half of their career at the end of the season. Like, yeah, he's their three-option wide receiver-wise, but with Pollard and what they're doing with him and Zeke in that run game, Dalton Schultz still, yeah. like, if someone goes down, awesome. You have T.Y. Hilton to either slide up to two if something happens to Gallup or C.D. Lamb, or he can still just be that guy that gives you ten plays, full speed, absolutely kills the team when you need it the most. So, I mean, that's the best spot. But like you said, like, Odell just not – is he just not a thing anymore now, or what? Well, Cole Beasley signed with the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's back with some bars. He retired yeah, earlier in the season after yep. playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two days, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was he like a week. What, it was like a week, game, right? Yeah. Shout out to him. He sniffed it out quickly. Whatever the case, he was he like, 
I am not about this particular no. operation. He ends up back at the Bills. Congrats to Cole Beasley signing. Congrats Yo, to T.Y. Hilton. Uh, for T.Y. Hilton and Cole, I wonder how many teams knew that they were interested. Because Cole announced his retirement, right, whenever yeah. he left Tampa Bay. In T.Y., not a single word has been said about him. Do you know how much he would have hopefully helped this Colts team? Oh, they, yeah. Not only because he would have been a leader and he's been, you know, missed mightily in that fashion, it appears, in the building. He is beloved by Colts. T.Y. is beloved by the city. Had a He had a poster on the side of the stadium. T.Y. was on the side of the mm -hmm. stadium for a long, long time. I don't think a lot of I think a lot of us assumed he was done with football. Yeah, I didn't know that he was still thinking about playing football. The fact that he's not with the Colts, heartbreaker. We're not in a Super Bowl situation, but a lot of Colts fans are like, "What the fuck? This guy could have still been on our team. Like, what yeah. are we, what are we even doing?" I don't know if that's the case, but I do know the Colts fans ultimately, in their heart of hearts, after saying to Ballard in the current regime, well, "This guy, he's good enough for the Cowboys. He's not good enough for the Colts." Maybe it was just Ty waiting on the right situation. Happy as hell for you, T.Y. Yeah. Go finish this thing off go, T. Y. however the hell you want to, man. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I assume he's probably content with not playing a full, you know, 18-week season. But you look at, like, that. You I mean, you mentioned the leadership. Like, that That Dallas wide receiver room is relatively young. You get an established vet in mm. there, especially, like, who's played in playoff games and kind of knows the drill. Like, I look, you look at the Colts, the Packers. Like, if they would have had, you know, young receiving cores who – would have benefited greatly from having him around. Yeah, he has a youthful energy about him because he like, he he'll have a backpack on mm -hmm. and his vibes are always high, but he works. Mm -hmm. You know, like dude works, yeah. which I have the utmost respect for, and I think sometimes that's the best form of leadership. Like, hey, this is how you do it. Let's pivot away from the Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts and T.Y. Hilton, who we're happy for. Hey, hey. congrats, T.Y. Oh yeah. Good job, T.Y. Congrats, Cole Beasley. Well, yeah. And congrats to this man who got the bag just a little bit ago. He came back into the NFL sphere this past weekend making big-time plays. In five straight road games, he has over 100 yards in which he has played. He could break an NFL record in a couple weeks against the Indianapolis Colts. It doesn't matter where he's playing, how he's playing, if he's playing. He's making big plays. Ladies and gentlemen, out of Clemson, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver, Mike Williams. Yeah, boy! What's up, man? Yes, sir. How are you? How y'all doing? Hey, great, man. I'm good, I'm good. Okay, we can't thank you enough for joining us, dude. Massive, hey, welcome back to the league, by the way, after two very unfortunately timed injuries. Obviously, that's no fun. We're lucky to see you back on a football field. Have you always just been a guy who just goes up on people's heads and gets the rock? And, uh, and uh, like, It seems like that's all you've done in the NFL is just dunk on people, dunk on people, dunk on people. Has this always been your style of play? Yeah, that's kind of been my style of play since, like, middle school, to be honest with you. Uh, I played a lot of defense in middle school, and then I kind of made a transition in eighth grade to receiver, and I just kind of was that type of player just going up, making big plays. You've been with the Chargers now, I think, like six years. I believe this is your sixth season. So, obviously, you were there before Staley came in, and there's been, like, this stigma about the Chargers, about how really talented team – but for whatever reason, just kind of get lost and then end up not having like the most fulfilling season at the end. Is there something different about the building this year with Staley? Because you guys are still very much in this whole thing. You're getting people healthy at the right time. It feels like you and Keenan Allen have only played, I think, like 43 snaps or something. I forget the exact amount of snaps together healthy this season. What is the message and what is the vibe under Staley versus maybe buildings of the past over there? Well, for us, uh, our whole mentality is just taking one game at a time. 
that's the main thing. Don't look too far ahead at the schedule and just take one game at a time. Let's get one and zero every week, and that's what we was uh, did this week. You know, last week we was able to go out there, get a big win on Sunday night. Uh, this week, you know, we gotta focus on Tennessee. You know, stop the run game, make plays on the offense, and just you know, just play uh, our style of football. That's the main thing. Just be a. And what is your style? Because obviously Herbert is. Seems like he's an alien. Him and Josh Allen, I don't think they're making a lot of people that look like him. What do you know about Justin Herbert behind the scenes that we don't? Because we know he doesn't like to do a lot of media. Obviously, speaking of media, there's one particular sports media person, yes. Ocho, who has an entire uh, freestyle that I'm sure the team is listening to. What do we not know about Herbert, though, that you get to see? And what, what about his growth? And what do you think type of player he's going to be in the future? Well, just the leadership that he took upon the last few years, uh, that has been tremendous growth. Uh, just him being more vocal, uh, telling us what he's like, the spots that he likes us to be in. And just, you know, he just going gonna to carry us. We want to be in the spots that he likes. So we just, you know, communication. That's the biggest thing with us as a receiver and a quarterback is communication. And I feel like that's what we've been doing a lot more this year with just communicating as far as uh, – I see the DB doing this. I see this spot right here. So it's just a lot more communication between, you know, the quarterback and the receiver, and I feel like that will help us play a lot better. On the field, off the field, all things. How tight's the group over there, Mike? I'll be real tight. Uh, we actually, off the field, you know, we do dinners uh, every Friday as a team. So that's been that's been a, a big jump for us also. So we just added that this year, and it's, it's been awesome. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a massive deal. Congrats yeah. to you guys being able to figure that out because obviously if it's not something you do on a regular basis, people have their habits and obviously out in L.A., who knows what traffic is like. So the fact that you're able to get everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you guys are able to get everybody everywhere, I think that's massive for us. Judging you going down the road, we need to remember that too. Connor, your question from Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike, you signed a massive three-year, $60 million deal Congrats. this offseason. Yeah, congratulations. Friend of the show, thank you, thank Tom you. Telesco, also comes on every now and then. Did, how was the uh, negotiations? You know, how did those go? And did you eventually just go into him and say, hey, listen, Tom, I'm bigger, stronger, faster than both you and most people who play wide receiver? <laughs> Can you just give me the contract I want? Well, I mean, it was more so my agent just kind of, you know, dealing with all that stuff. I was just kind of focusing on training the whole time, for real, for real. My main thing was, you know, I didn't want to change. You know, I know this is where I wanted to be. With just having a quarterback uh, like Justin, so I, I just wanted to be with Justin, and we was able to work things out. But that was the main thing. I just had my agent just deal with all that other stuff. Mike, it seems like you're going all in over there, though. Bringing Khalil, oh, yeah. oh, JC, yeah. they pay you. That's that's got to be a good feeling in the locker room. Like, hey, ownership and front office want to go win one, want to get it. Do you feel that in the? Do you feel that type of energy around or no? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like we 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 got the team to do it to get the job done. Obviously, you just named JC. You know, we, we can't you, we we're not gonna have him for the rest of the season. But that was a big yeah. pickup for us, also. Khalil Khalil been out here doing his thing. But yeah, I feel like we put a good team together. Uh, we just got to get everybody completely healthy and then you know see where this thing goes. It's it's got to be nice though when your team's going when they're signing yeah. and paying these people. It's like yes. all right, we're trying to go all in. I'm happy to hear that. I think Chargers fans pumped about it as well. Ty, your question, Mike. It seems like in years past, like when people go to SoFi with it being in LA and for there's you know so much stuff going on. It's kind of like an event more more so than like people being diehard fans. But in that Dolphins game on on Sunday night, like it was a very noticeably loud atmosphere, and it seemed like there were a lot of Chargers fans in there. Have you kind of noticed? Does it feel like it's kind of starting to morph from 
a Ram city to uh, a Charger city now? Because I think that's like one of the first times we've seen it's like, oh, this is no very noticeably a home game for the Chargers. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot in SoFi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't happen yeah, a lot in SoFi. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when, when we first moved out here, you know, it was a little different. You know, it was the opposing teams, you know, the people showing up a lot more. But, I mean, as the the last couple of years, I feel like we had a lot more fans showing up, and I appreciate that. You know, we, we play off that energy. We we play off the uh, support of those uh, the fans, so we – the, the fact that they show up and made some noise uh, last week, and hopefully he can do it again Sunday. I guess Rams get more primetime games because they are the Super Bowl champs, so mm-hmm. we notice it with them. They're playing a lot of away home games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're counts. Yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> of away home games. <laughs> yeah. It's like SoFi was kind of that destination type thing. Let's go to LA. We'll go to a game. But the other game against you're 100 percent right against Miami. It was like. Hey, this feels like there's an actual advantage yeah. right now for the home team in SoFi, which is fascinating and good for the future. Tone, your question. Mike, when you're is it hard like when you're six five and two twenty, just not walk back to Justin and be like, Hey, like if you don't if you want to, just throw it up and I'll go <laughs> get like I'm open every play. That is humble. How do you Oh say yeah, that? I, I tell him that I tell him that all the time. I tell him <laughs> if it's one on one, it's a strong possibility that I'm gonna make a play on the ball. Just give me an opportunity and I feel like he he trusts me to go up and make a play, so we got that that chemistry to do that. I appreciate that. At the end of the day, you are a wide receiver, okay? <laughs> Need, give me the ball. I'll go get the ball. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, man. In, uh, against the Colts, you know, you could break an NFL record for six straight. It's a Monday Night Football game, too. Six straight road games uh, with 100 yards or more. You'd be the first person in NFL history to do that. Just relax against the Colts, okay? Just relax. Just chill. Oh no, I can't. I can't do that. Can't can't relax. <laughs> just chill. You know Come what on. I mean. Just we'll be there. Come say hello. Yeah. Come say what's up. You can sit with nah. us for the game. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You right. can sit with us nah. for the game. Yeah. Just relax, dude. That's all you gotta do. All right. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> all right good luck the rest of the way we appreciate the hell out of you man we'll see you next monday night ladies and gentlemen mike williams yeah, mike. super like doesn't get talked about a lot no the back-to-back injuries were incredibly unfortunate mm-hmm. that's yeah. just like i was asking you that question some of these injuries like the Kyler one could he i think it's just you like you get unlucky like there's some guys that we played with that were incredible football players that just yep. for whatever reason they step on a shoe and they break an ankle, and then their ankle never heals, and they're mm-hmm. never able to cut, cut or run like they were able to. Some people just get very fucking unlucky, and I'm happy it didn't happen to me while I was out there bombing balls. Yeah, it happened to me. I mean, it's it's brutal, and the the rehab process is tough. I mean, that's gonna be a tough rehab process. But here's here's he just one came thing. out of nowhere. He's just running. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? You're not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. And then for the next eight months, you're gonna have to do something that's every day because you're a perfect. You get to remember. Some people only get to do physical therapy once a week or once every other week. You get to do it three times a day. It's oh, like, yeah. okay, that yeah. means you get to bust your ass. This is not going to be. This is going to be the hardest work you've done in a long time. That's what rehab is. Doesn't get talked about enough. So anytime it gets brought up, I like to hammer it home. It is a miserable, lonely excruciating process rehabbing an injury in the NFL. You just got to hope you have good trainers around you. Kyler just out of nowhere running in the first drive of a fucking primetime Monday Night Football game just ends up, oh, now you signed up for eight months of that being your life. That's just how it is. Though. Lucky to do it. It is. But obviously it's incredibly unfortunate. I don't, I don't think a lot of people will be talking about it, but football is one of the few sports, maybe the only sport, where you have to practice. Like This is a game where like you have to put your body through the stressors during the week 
in order to be ready to roll on Sundays. One thing probably not talked about, right? He's had some hamstring issues. Probably not practicing a bunch. Missed a game a couple weeks ago, Mexico City, right? And then he's been on the table a lot this year with the hamstring and some other things, right? And so maybe he's not practicing as much, and then now you don't get all those stressors, and maybe something like that happens. I don't know. Who knows? But, I mean, it's tough. Tough. It's something yeah. you, got, you got to think about. Well, it's a hundred percent injury rate. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, no matter what, hundred percent. But that's anytime you blow your whole knee just running out of nowhere, especially for a mobile guy. Yeah, that, well, that's the big thing. It's like you know, I mean, and obviously it's completely different with Bakhtiari, who just like basically doesn't trust his knee anymore. But like for a guy like Kyler, who like he's not a, just a pocket passer. Like that is not his game. His game's predicated on moving around and making people miss, and you hope that he feels the same when he comes back next year and and if he doesn't it's like how much different does he look did we see enough that they would have beat the patriots probably by three scores Kyler stays in that game yeah yeah it was three four scores right away scores probably right away i I mean that was the second first down he rushed for i think so right away you saw they probably went five six scores yeah like 48 14 they're definitely over the patriots definitely not getting six sacks jeez yeah no way and then just like that, now they're one and twelve. Not, we're obviously joking, okay? We didn't think that they'd beat. Maybe uh, we didn't think they'd win by thirty-four, but maybe. No, but I mean, who knows? Definitely could have won. Sure, but that moment happens on a basic ass. Just he was setting up for a cut. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even a cut. A setup for a cut, pretty much, is what happened here. Now they're one and twelve in the last thirteen home games, and there's a chick. Like I think he was going to do another. I think that was a setup. Like a double deke type thing. Yeah. And then back out. Right? Yeah. Back that's out. what I think. I think he was trying to put him on skates a little bit. But nonetheless, fucking blows his ACL out for the rest of the year. Team probably going to fire everybody. I yeah. mean, it, that, that's just, that's what the sport is. That's why it's so unpredictable. That's why it's so damn. Hey, good luck on our rehab process. Good luck, also, also, my cause, my cleats, cleats on probably doesn't wear all the time. I think you Are you that. kidding me? I'm just throwing it hey, out. That does happen, though. Guys, guys will wear my cause, my cleats uh, for like the first quarter, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm getting blisters or yeah. something like that." Because the, right. the cleats have to go away to get painted, and then they come back a couple of days. You get them like two days before. The guys try to wear them around like the facility to break them in, like try their best to get huh. them in there. But some people's feet and ankles, it doesn't matter. Like there's some people who can wear brand new shoes every single game, and their feet won't. There's some people who's like shoes and mm-hmm. blisters and mm-hmm. everything, like in a certain way. Maybe the My Cause My Cleats didn't even think about it. It's a good thing, though. Let's remember My Cause My Cleats right. is a good yeah. thing. It is. Should happen every week, so this doesn't happen. If so, it's not an issue for the cleats. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Why, we why should do causes? more cause cleats. That's every right. single week. Yeah. Why can't we put, a, put a, a light on causes every week? Why can't we have cleats be designed coolly every, every single week? week? Yeah. It's like the October conversation. How come, how come we weren't asked to do that whole thing? I, I don't know. I did That's see weird. some, like, Air Forces that were... Yeah, Desmond uh, Howard had some cool yeah. ones. There was a lot of people. He literally had them on set. I'm like, damn, those are some cool... He's like, I'm doing it for the NFL, my cause, my cleats. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That would have been cool. And I saw, like, Peyton was wearing them uh, for his Manning cast. I'm like, That's cool. And I think there were some media people that were doing it around the internet. I'm like, that, why didn't we do it? We should have done it. I would have loved to have done, like, a my cause, my cleats for the Hurricane Relief Fund of Florida. Like, that would have been awesome. Yeah, with just a big fat photo of Ron DeSantis on your cleats, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's right. Would have been unbelievable. Just the entire his entire face. That's just, your war hero, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. His tongue sticking out as the front of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Buys on. War hero. 
Jesus Christ. Now, Harvard and Yale. All right, let's go. Let's, <laughs> hey, let's get out of politics, okay? okay. Yes. Cole Beasley signed with the Bills. Yeah, boom. <laughs> you see what he said? Cole you see what Isaiah signed. McKenzie said? No, what he said. Oh, it was awesome. He said something like, at Cole Beasley, you know, it's your time to hit the verse with like a heart emoji and a like laughing face or something. Someone replied, stop supporting this anti-vaxxer. And then, well, and then Isaiah McKenzie came back and said, said shut up. He's our anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I was about to say, that guy keeps fucking around on that Twitter. He'll end up in. A verse yes. yeah. from Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. He signs with the Buffalo Bills. T.Y. Hilton signs yeah. with the Dallas Cowboys. Brett Kern signs mm-hmm. with the Philadelphia Eagles, Ooh. who lose their punter Aaron Sipos, Sipos, Sipos. Mm-hmm. Punter out of Australia, who was an incredible punter for them, scoops up a blocked punt behind the line of scrimmage, tries to scurry for a first down, gets blasted, rolls ankle inside out as opposed to outside. Like, didn't roll the outside of his foot. Inside a foot rolled this way because of the shot that he took. That's going to be painful. He's going to be out for a certain amount of time. So the Philadelphia Eagles via Adam Schefter signed Brett Kern. Here's another guy, just like T.Y. Hilton. I thought he was just chilling and done. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he still wanted to get back in the league. When the Colts were looking for a punter, my name was getting thrown out by a lot of people on the Internet. But my first thought was, oh, Brett Kern is literally waiting for this type of situation because the Colts at that time still potentially going to go on a run. Team still had high hopes for whatever the case was. Obviously, it ended up being vastly different now. We've got another primetime game next week. Showcase it all. Uh Uh-oh. That's right. That should be fantastic. Just keep those coming. Yeah, it'll be a keep lot those, of fun. Those keep those great. primetime games coming. Mm-hmm. I thought Brett Kern maybe go there. There was another opportunity that opened up. I thought Brett Kern maybe would go there. And it was like he hadn't signed anywhere. And this guy is fucking – they had a poster of him outside the Titan Stadium. Punter. Mm-hmm. Had a, like, 30-yard by 10-yard fucking depiction outside the stadium. Like, a banner was hung of this guy because of how good he was. He ends up getting cut because they have a rookie who murders – the football and is much cheaper than what Brett Kern was on his contract and in special teams. That's going to happen. But Brett Kern potentially doing what Odell was doing in yes, wide receiver yeah. and what T.Y. might have done this year is brilliant. And I can't congratulate the Eagles enough. You got the best guy that's available. Like, and by best guy available, I mean, like, you're probably getting a top five guy in the league immediately. I don't know how much he's been punting. He's used to dealing with wind and cold with Tennessee. And I'm not saying it gets as cold as some places do around the NFL, but it's windy as fuck there. He's a jugs machine. He is really good. If he still has it, which I assume he does, this is a massive signing for the Eagles, and they just got better somehow. Oh, yeah. It's not like... It's not like the Eagles got worse in a situation that could show up in a big moment and really fucking get you, which is special teams. And injuries do happen. Long snappers out of nowhere, and then that'll end up fucking a team somehow. You lose a punter, you like you don't notice it in the short term, but losing like 20 yards of field position every single time you give up the ball, that can get you in the playoffs when it happens. Instead, they get better when they lose their punter. A lot better. It's like, how do some teams have this type mm-hmm. of luck, it seems like, in the Philadelphia Eagles – did, they, did nobody else know Brett Kern was still thinking about playing? And Nick Sirianni just drove to his house in Nashville and said, we need a dog. You're a dog. Win the Super Bowl. <laughs> what do you say? Only got a certain amount. Of, only, only got, hey, only got four weeks left regular season. Pretty easy. You don't have to do anything. It's the beginning of the year for you now. And he's like, yeah, you got to I guess. Sirianni goes, I guess we'll sign another all-pro no at a fucking position. Sure. Yeah. Just sign them off the streets. And congrats to Philadelphia becoming this place where yeah. people who are ring hunting 
and wanting to maybe mm-hmm. leave an imprint in their legacy. And who knows how long Brett Kern will sign for? This might be a multi-year thing. I have no clue if it's just a year-long thing or a multi-year-long thing here in about a week or so after they see that he's still got it. It's like you're now a destination. Philadelphia Eagles are now a destination for people. Not that it wasn't before, but definitely now. And congrats to them on signing Brett Kern. He fucking – he's so – I used to try to mimic Brett Kern on a regular basis on film because he's a robot. This dude is a – he catches the ball the same way. He has it like his little shimmy. It's like he like locks in almost. And boom. And his arm like locks into a perfect – every boom. The way – boom. He tried to do it. I actually added it into my thing because of how often and consistent he just turned the ball over. It was unbelievable to watch. And I obviously he was at the Titans, so I saw him in warm-ups two times a year, and that's where you can really watch if a guy's worth a fuck or not. And like, you know, because in a game, might get a little breezy, might not hit a good ball. Mm-hmm. But in warm-ups, you can be like, oh, that guy's like, you know, 3 of 10. That guy's like 3 of 10 turning the ball. Or that guy's like 5 of 10. Oh, that guy hits a big ball. He doesn't hit a lot of good balls. It's like Brett Kern was just like a robot every single time we played. So I have high admiration for him, and I'm fucking incredibly impressed that he was still available for the – fucking Philadelphia Eagles getting better at a position week 15. It's unbelievable to me. When we've talked about, you know, like all season and before the season started, like some of these teams who, like the Eagles, you know, they're not punting a lot, but when they do, like having a guy who you know, okay, don't need to worry about it. Like he's going to pin them deep. He's not going to shank one. He's not going to get a 16-yarder. Exactly. And set up the other team to score. Right. Because he might only get one or two punts a game. Exactly. And those, it's just like a quarterback that is able to operate off a system. Everybody's saying Purdy is going to be able to be a quarterback there because it's a lot of running, a lot of running. At some point, Purdy's going to have to make a fucking throw, and it's going to matter. It's going to be a big deal. If they pick it up, the season continues. If they don't, the season is over. We don't know until we truly get there. Punting is like the same fucking thing. Like, you don't know. Like, at one point, you're going to be backed up in your own own end zone, up to three minutes left in the Mm -hmm. game, and this guy, second punt maybe all day, fourth quarter, real late. It's like, hey, need you to go out there, cold, not a lot of things. Need to get this. Need to give our defense uh, a fighting chance here. Some guys fucking shank. Yeah. Some guys you can bank on turning mm-hmm. it over. It's like they just got a guy that, by all accounts, you can bank on making a play for him. It's fucking. I don't know how the Eagles. How do some teams are just able to get better all the time? How does that happen? It's only unbelievable. Some try. Why does that happen? I mean, their front office is doing a fantastic job. It's like but the I think Cowboys. The other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can they just get better? How are these teams? How come all the teams that are good? are aggressive and get better through the year. And all the other teams that are better are like, that's wasted money. That's not good money. It's, not, it's like, well, you're not winning a Super Bowl. I think once you're 14 weeks into the season or whatever it is, right, and you see you got a chance. Let's go. Then, you say, go. then we just say, okay, we're going now. Because, like, who cares what the cap looks like the next year or the next year? This is our time because who knows if we get four injuries next year and now our season goes to shit, right? So that's the biggest thing that I think these teams are able to do. Where Philly has an advantage – is the fact that they got a quarterback on a rookie deal still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now we can push everything. Now we can push cap stuff way down the line. What was that two weeks ago they sell, signed? They have Linval Joseph in for a workout. Uh-huh. They have Indominus Sue in for a workout. Everybody's like, they're going to they're gonna try to pat it. They're going to uh, they're gonna sign at least one of these guys. It's like, no, nah, sign them both. Take both. Yeah, we'll right sign now. both of these guys actually right now. Need you to be in there. Oh, you got four all pros across it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're, by the way, we're, at, we're trying to add more. We're calling people out of retirement. Hey, you still got anything left? Yep, need you in here. Just go on a run. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. It's like good for the Johns over there getting to experience this. It seems like a couple of these teams, too. Like, obviously, every owner wants to win, but guys like Jerry and, like, the Eagles, like, 
it's it's much more than a business. Like they fucking he he wants to win no matter what, and he's willing to do no matter what to make sure that they are in the best possible chance or position to win. And it feels like a lot of these guys are just like you know the the money and and being a business that that kind of takes precedence over what's actually happening on the football field. Well, and what's actually happening in that building is they got the head coaching position right. Yeah, yeah. And at many times we thought this guy was a dipshit. Like whenever he said this, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, the results aren't there right now. But what's going on here is is that there's growth under the soil. I, I, I put a picture of a, a flower up, right, and that it's and it's coming through the ground and the roots are growing out and the roots and the roots are continuing to grow out. And everybody wants to see results. Shoot, we nobody Shoot. wants to see results more Fuck. than us. Right? We want to see results too. But it's really important that that the, the foundation is being built and that the, the roots are growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow they grow better is if that we all put our we all water. <laughs> we all fertilize. Yeah. We all yep. do yeah. our part. Each each individual, each individual okay. coach, each individual player, each everybody in, in the building, that we do our part to water to make sure that when it does pop out, it, it, it really it really pops out uh, pops out and it grows. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Deeg, they're mm-hmm. obviously yep. given a stat that they're 18 and 4 since that moment. So think about that 22 games ago, what we thought about that guy. Yeah, sure. Whenever he was saying that. Remember his opening press conference, less thinky, more athlete take over mm-hmm. And then other stuff. And it's like, okay, this guy is a dipshit. He's yeah. in Philadelphia. He <laughs> told us a story on this show that there was John's actually throwing flowers at him after he gave that speech. Yep, yep. Here's your flower, pal, growing through the manure. Fucking fuck off, dude. Mm-hmm. Try to do some things. And then what he was saying, though, 100% accurate. Not only in the botanist conversation right. about how you do need to water for a, a strong base there of that flower. But he was talking about all the work they're putting in. And he just described it in a different fashion. I think him being himself, always being that, the team loves him. They've trusted him. They've built it the right way. And now they're a wagon where people want to go enjoy. You got the culture built. You can add in all pros. I think they got it right. And thank God for that. Thank God for that press conference. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, a guy that I mean, we've mentioned it, and maybe it's a little different if if they're not very good this year. But being able to like laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously when you're in a position like this, because you know, I mean, like we weren't the only ones who were giving him shit. like everyone was. Everyone you weren't really giving him shit. You were just actually saying the words that he was True. saying. Legit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like I was going <laughs> above and beyond and being being crazy. It was kind of just regurgitating what he was saying. But like for him to be able to come on the show and laugh about it and be like. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was saying, you yeah. know, and like I wanted players to like pull me aside and be like, "Hey, what what the fuck are you talking about?" so I could actually explain like where I was coming from. The moment that that all kind of changed and he was just like, "You know what? I am who I am. I don't give a shit." And like you can tell, he told us like, "Hey, listen, I don't have a lot of hobbies outside of football. Like this yeah, is my Yeah, what do you like to do in your downtime? Oh, fuck. Get ready for football, football games. What do you football? mean? I think about when the next time I'm yeah. going to be able yeah. to do football. What are we even talking about? Stinks at rock, paper, scissors, which is He does. Of, yeah, that was kind of tough. That yeah. was a shame. Yikes. Didn't expect that. You were kind of playing mind games with him. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Inside you? his own head, yeah. yeah. it was a little bit of a mind melt. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It really was. He's the man. I'm happy for them. Congrats to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Congrats to Brett Kern, too, I guess, who was still looking for a job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unbelievable. How about a heads up? Jesus Christ. <laughs> We'll think, try to get him in Indy at least. Mm-hmm. You think Sirianni's the runaway coach of the year? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is the favorite by. It's got to be. I think he would have to be. Just like even expectations. Over. Big Daniel probably up there. Sure. Mm-hmm. O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell has Dave to be in the conversation. Yeah. How can you give Dave the, the, the Eagles fucking embarrassed the Vikings? You know. Shanahan. 
They're twelve and one. Sirianni's three eighty. Guess who was in second? That's what I'm gonna. That's MCDC. what we're trying to do. MCDC. Right Is it Dan Campbell? Wow. So that's like Andy Reid and them. Just already, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good coach. Yeah. Belichick. He did his great coaching last year, right. the year before. Yeah, uh-huh. that it's is always, something. Like it was, uh, I guess it was Vrabel last year, but the year before that was like Stefanski. Before the year, it's always these rookie coaches or second year coaches that are the favorites going into the season, who they think their team's going to be good. Because yeah, you're Belichick. Yeah, it's Paul bullshit. Sala. True. What are you saying? It's bullshit. What are you so fucking pissed off? I mean, how is Belichick <laughs> plus twenty thousand? You got the worst roster in the history of the planet. Well, whose fault's that? He put the roster together. Yeah. Oh, no, injuries and stuff. Come no, on, you, you can't separate artists from art and that whole thing. He's the one that put the <laughs> fucking team together. So no, you're right. Bob, Bob people... Sala. Bob Sala plus 1,200. <laughs> Pete Carroll should be higher, right? Be... Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, with what the Seahawks did after trading away. And also had to sit in a pocket, right? Because there yeah. was a lot of people saying, oh, he they're rebuilding, doing this whole thing. Russell Wilson was beloved when he was traded. Remember that. Yeah. yeah. We're all judging him for now. At the time, just like that speech that Sirianni gave, at the time, Pete Carroll was like, you're 71 years old doing a rebuild? Yeah, Seattle was pissed. He should be coach of the year strictly for getting rid of Russ. Well, that would be Schneider who might get yeah, GM of the year. GM yeah, of the year. Exactly. Ron That's Rivera, bullshit. too. He needs to be higher up yeah, on why that, is that list. They have a 76% chance of making the playoffs. The fucking Washington Commanders. Yeah. With their with, backup. With, not only with their well, backup. Well, Heineke probably better. potentially could have been their starter. But for sure. nonetheless, spending $30 million on somebody else. Uh, to not play, I think he's active. He's back oh, yeah. off the mm-hmm. IR. Who, that'll be an interesting thing to watch unfold over there. But the Commanders should not be a successful operation. Just At like all. After, with everything, how they're successful is, because of their D line, which is insane to think about. And no. their best D lineman's been hurt all year. Yeah, Chase yeah. is coming back or yeah. whatever. But I'm not. Let's break down the football in a second. From a grand scheme of things, winning in the NFL mm-hmm. is so hard. Everybody says it. It's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win. Yeah, you got a lot. Got to have a lot of things go right. To win the NFL. Got to have everybody all win. There's no job too small. It's like that building actively tearing down the franchise while they're playing football. The disarray happening and bad decisions taking place on a daily basis over there. Poop pipes bursting. Mm -hmm. Statues that look like Dick's Sporting Goods sales. It's like everything's terrible over there. And they have a 76% chance of making the fucking playoffs in the NFC right now. Ron Rivera certainly deserves yeah. conversation in there. How do you, it's just strictly because they're able to keep football, football, but how do they fucking avoid, I don't, if they had a good building, what would that team be? I honestly no, like, you're right. have to wonder that. And culture, right? I mean, it's such a, it's such a cliche saying, right? Everybody says culture. Well, now the new cliche is culture. It's so cliche to talk about, but culture. But That's actually really, the full yes. yeah. cliche because every time culture gets mentioned, People feel obligated to set a precedent that we know we talk about culture a lot, but that's how important fucking culture is. It is. It's huge. And, like, it, it's so weird to say that you have to learn to win, but winning is a learned trait. Like, you know, you've you seen it. There's so many. The difference between teams that go 12 and 4 and 4 and 12 is literally winning those close games, right? And mm-hmm. so you have to have people that are willing to bring that to the next level and teach winning, you have to be able to have a good culture and you have to be able to block out the noise. A lot of cliche sayings, but they all prove very fucking true in this building right now. Oh, yeah. Well, cliches, basically all of them, yeah. ring true. That's mm-hmm. why they're cliches. Even though people don't like the way they're being said, it's right. like cliches are cliche for a fucking reason because it's a real thing. And all the bad ones, and blocking out noise, 
are basically all real yeah. in that commander's thing. And they've been able to stay the course. Yeah. He had yeah. cancer, what, two years? Uh-huh. On top of the whole thing, mm-hmm. leukemia in there. I yep. mean, that is an unbelievable job over there. Well, and just look at some of their wins, too. Like that Eagles, like they beat the fucking Eagles. And we were just talking about how good the <laughs> Eagles are across the board. They were able to beat them on, you know, the rough and the they passer. The and, and then you look at what happened with Atlanta. They beat Atlanta on a last play ball deflected interception in the end zone. Hey, drama out of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Drama oh. out of Atlanta. Marcus Mariota, no longer the starter for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter, the future, named the starter for the Atlanta Falcons after a rough spell by Marcus Mariota and the Falcons as a whole. Cincinnati's five-year quarterback. How long was Desmond? Ten years, maybe, at the University of Cincinnati? Yes. Guy who was quarterback for the University of Cincinnati. Yeah, for 15 years Mm -hmm. is now going to take over Mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons. In doing so, Marcus Mariota has left the building. Oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah, apparently Marcus Mariota is no longer at the building. I think it's due to, in his eyes, a nagging chronic knee injury or knee illness uh, that has been taking, he's taking care of now that he's no longer the starter. Arthur Smith, though, the head coach, comes out and says, the knee's the same as it's been all year. Obviously, we want our guys to be in the building. It's like, oh, shit. Never hear that. Normally hear the coach or whatever say, yeah, we talked to him. We think it's in their best uh, interest for the future for them to take care of that right now. We have Desmond Ritter going forward. Arthur Smith was like, yep, we'd love to see that guy around. Don't think the knee is anything different. That's an interesting situation down there. Did not expect that out of that ball club. That could go one of two ways in the locker room. It could go legit. At the locker room could be like, ah, yeah, I kind of agree with coach and Marcus should be here. Or it could go, oh, hey, man, this throw guy's guy throwing away. players under the bus. Like, this can't it, – it's going to go one of two ways, and we'll find out real quick. And we think – we have respect for Arthur Smith. Because yeah. oh, yeah. Arthur Smith could be a billionaire doing something at FedEx because his dad found it. Now, I think his dad's a badass, so will his dad let him do that? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But he has taken a route to become a head of – there's some – you hear yes. that static? Yes, I do. And I think it's – I don't know if it's you or me or who – but it is happening. It's. I think they're saying it's you. Yeah. Nonetheless, Arthur Smith could have done a lot of different things. He chose to do the football coaching route, so we just assume that everybody respects him because of his grind in that moment where he's having beers with the boys mm-hmm. at the locker room. But to your point, I didn't even think about that. There could be quite a, like, you see him fucking just mail Mariota under the I don't think they will because I think Arthur Smith probably has a different relationship with the team and probably a lot of guys. I don't, I don't think Arthur's saying that. If not, that's not Correct. the vibe of a lot of people. But it also, he's a young head coach, so we don't know how it could go. It's very fascinating how it's taking place, though. Because he's been defending Mariota all year. You yep. know, like they've had questions from the, the press in Atlanta, like, hey, when are you going to make a quarterback change? And he said, like, time and time again, like, hey, it's not just the quarterback, okay? Like, there's a lot of things we need to do better. So I'm sure at this point now, it's like, oh, I, you know, you're not the starter anymore and you just fucking quit on the team and get out of here. Like, fuck this guy. I've been defending him all year. And then this is what happens when, you know, a little bit of adversity comes his way. It'd be funny if he goes in a team meeting, boys, Marcus isn't here today. His knee has not gotten worse than it has been. He thinks it's right for him to take care of it somewhere else. I'm going to fucking murder him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Okay? In the press. Anybody has a problem with it? My door's open. You can come talk to me. He turned his back on all of you. That's my feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of here and do that. He can handle it like that. It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out from here because Arthur Smith doesn't like the media either. No, no not at all. He's not like a guy that's like, hey, I want to tell the media right. stuff. Yeah. I want to give the media stuff. He has not proven to be that type of coach at all. So him giving it and then now us obviously having this to talk about is very against what he has been in his relationship with the media. We'll keep our eyes down on Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it does seem as though like the team was in on Mariota, whether they were winning or not. But 
unfortunately, just looking at it from the outside, it seems like we have a sad ooze in Marcus Mariota, and it's not that he is as much hurt. Was that Coach Holzer? Yeah, of course. More so that he just doesn't, you know, he's not very happy with where he is right now. What was that, Manti Teo? Now Uh he's just a sad ooze on the beach. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, a couple things we got to hit real quick in this first hour before AJ Hawk joins us in the next hour and MCDC uh, at one fifteen Eastern Standard Time. Wow. Travis Kelsey has now reached 1,000 receiving yards in seven straight seasons, more than doubling the next closest tight end. Jesus. Statistic goat. Yeah. Legend. By far. No argument. None. None. Every single stat that matters from an offensive perspective he leads everybody at the tight end position. Now, there's going to be people that hate on him because he is a road grader. Oh. It's a tight end position to me. He's a guy that's able to get in a three-point stance, head up with a defensive end, and protect a quarterback or create a lane for a running back. That's what tight end, not just a wide receiver. If he was just a wide receiver, he'd be WR. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's TE. That's between OL and WR, got to be able to do all those things. But I think Kelsey's been making some blocks. He's been showcased on in the trenches. Yes. But I guess just because he isn't known as the road-grading tight end, people will be able to hold that over his head forever. But he's told us, like, I've tried to get better and better. And his brother's fucking Jason Kelsey, right. and he's an Ohio fuck. I don't think it's a lack of toughness or ability. I think it just hasn't been in systems that have asked him to do it as much. I think he would have if he would have been asked to do as such. Instead, he's just become the most dominant offensive tight end in the history of the game. Congrats to fucking kill a trap. Yeah. What do you think about Travis Kelsey as a Crushing player? it. And the crazy thing is every time I turn the film on, I have no idea how at least once a game he catches a ball in the middle of the field and there's no one within fucking 30 yards of him. I have no idea how it happens. He's literally the best tight end to ever play the game and somehow finds a way to get lost. Well, that's because him and Patrick Mahomes, we've caught him mic'd mm-hmm. up. They're playing their own game in there. His football IQ is yeah. next level. I'm not even sure – that he is given routes on certain plays. He just knows what everybody else is doing. So he knows where he can't go. Find the hole. Where he can go. Yeah, like, hey, this is happening here. This is happening here. You got this whole area to kind of fuck with. And him and Patrick Mahomes, when they need it, they're going to one person. And that's 87. Congrats, Travis. There we go, Travis. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who is a college football <laughs> national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, and COVID survivor, multi-time, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! How you doing, A.J.? What do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about A.Q.'s hat? How do you feel about the Cowboys hat? I mean, hat? A.Q. looks awesome. Who gave it to him again? Well, I did. It was sitting on my desk. He took it from the uh, table uh-huh. that I have here. Yeah. It was gifted to me, though, remember, by a member of the uh, Arlington City Council. We were mm-hmm. down there for game day. Hey, thank you for your contributions and good times in this city. It's to resist all this cap. It'll last you a lifetime. You take care of it here. And the man's name was the Wolf. I shook his head. He was a great guy. He had a similar cap on. We're sitting there staring at each other like two fucking to-dos. Yep. You know what I mean? These are guys that to-do stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with that cap. It Im- immediately makes you feel like that, doesn't it? It does. 100%. I'm all in. You put that cap on, you feel like a different man, AJ. Honestly, you do. You feel like a fucking... Feel smarter. Big yeah. wig. Feel more important. Yeah. You think you're ever not getting a table? You walk into a restaurant wearing that? Not a chance. <laughs> no. Especially when your agent calls. Well, you are your exactly. agent normally when he calls. And let's dive into the game from last night before MCDC joins us. AJ Hawk, haven't got your take on this whole thing. Kyler's injury, obviously, incredibly unfortunate. That's a damn shame. He's got seven, eight months of rehab that's about to have to take place on that knee to get him back into playing shape. We hope that goes well. We hope that goes swimmingly. Now, what will the Cardinals look like next year? What's Cliff Kingsbury's future like? What's Steve Kimes' future like? 1-12 in, in the last 13 home games, losing on Monday Night Football to the Patriots by double two scores. What were your thoughts on last night and your take on the Cardinals? 
Cardinals as a whole right now, AJ? I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, it, if Kyler stays in the game, it's a different game, obviously, I, I believe. Yeah, we, we all probably agree with that, right? Yeah, win by 50, yeah. I think, yeah. oh, 60, yeah, probably. For sure. so, but don't you think this may help Cliff? This, this could buy Cliff a year, the fact that Kyler is going down? Like, they're not going to fire the head coach after that, are they? I don't know. AQ gave an entire uh, like breakdown of what the offensive line is. There's three dudes playing on their offensive line, five guys on the offensive line as a whole. Three guys yeah. playing on the offensive line that didn't even make the top 90 list of the 32 teams going into training camp this year. So we did the math. It's 2,880 people, yeah. I guess, that make training camp list. These guys, three of them that are playing for the Cardinals right now, not in the top 2,880. Now, there's only a certain amount that is allotted for offensive linemen, so that number is obviously we're, – we're being a little bit more dramatic than we need to be. But nonetheless, the offensive line, not good at all for the Cardinals. And that's where you can lose everything at. That's probably why they're so bad, huh? Figure out the offensive line. Maybe your team gets back. Have you ever seen a team with a great offensive line be terrible? No. Never, right? Never. I don't Never. Think How about you, AJ? Have you? No. Maybe Cleveland for this no, year. Uh, but again, it's a quarterback yeah. situation, right? True. It's yeah, tough. But- Usually, if you have a great offensive line, you can at least, like, you'll have an average team or a, a sli- slightly above average team. Usually, you're not going to be just god awful or terrible if you have a great offensive line. Yeah, I think that's easy. If you're going to hand over the keys to a team, hey, you got a team now. Boom. There's your keys. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I got a team. What am I going to do? I think everybody says it, but it's real. I am going to go get offensive line. You, you have a good offensive line, everything else can go. Because at the end of the day, if you're able to run the ball, you're going to eat the clock. Your defense isn't going to have to be as good. Your quarterback isn't going to have to be as good. It's like the singular most important part of winning the games. I'm not just saying that because he's here. I think it's because if you watch enough football, the problem is when the quarterback's getting hit and you can't run the ball, you're fucked. Well, when that's happening, there's a pretty good chance that involves the same group of men, yeah. and it is the offensive line. You got a great one. Everything else, all these super geniuses that are getting paid millions of dollars, they can, do, they can run these creative gadgets in the run game and the pass game and everything like that. They can do all that. If your offensive line stinks, everything else has to suck, I think, just naturally. And that's obviously on display in Arizona and has been for a bit. Yeah, I mean, think about any quarterback. Like, there's not really anyone on the planet, I feel like, at the quarterback position that can – consistently play at a high level if you have a bad offensive line. Like, it's just – there's times you can will your way through games, but eventually it's going to get you, I feel like. Yeah, and you can obviously draw plays around a bad offensive line. You can get the ball out quicker. You can do all that type of stuff. But not win – I don't think you win at the big level. At that. Agree. You can mask. That's what you can do. You can – I mean, there's, yeah. there's plenty of plays. I mean, Tom's done it in New England. He's doing a little bit oh, this yeah. year, right? Like, he gets the ball out. But, again, that all comes down to understanding – the receivers and everybody being on the same page and running routes to get the ball out quicker, everything. And also defense knows. Oh, yeah. So they're sitting, right? Hey, AJ, you guys are just sitting on that shit whenever they know the ball's coming out quick, right? So normally more turnovers for the teams that have to mask the offensive line issue. Yeah, a lot of tips and overthrows, especially when that ball's coming out quick. D-line get their hands up. You run those little quick slants or whatever. Guys are getting hands on the ball and you run to the ball. Great things happen. That's when you get turnovers. Yeah, I think it was either Mark Sanchez or it might have been uh, Nick Mangold. The Rex Ryan Jets, they weren't good. Rex Ryan comes in. They have an unbelievable O-line. They draft Sanchez in the first round, and then they go to the AFC Championship because of that O-line. The offensive line matters everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. The offensive line is the heart and soul of a football team. Yeah, that's right. And the heart and soul of a football team, I think, if you start breaking down some traits of it, you know, incredibly tough and gritty wide, wide. and passionate wide. and driven wide. and emotional, you know, because it is an emotional sport and you got to be physical out there. There's one coach that introduced himself in a press conference is all of those things combined. If football was a human, 
it would be this man that we are about to chat with. Yeah. And he's being judged heavily. And the city in which he coaches for, seemingly cursed for a long time, never able to have success because it's the same old lions. And I can't wait to hear about what it was or what the moment was that really turned things around. But this man is the coach of the brand new Lions, winning five out of the last six, beating the shit out of teams, putting games away, getting bounces yeah. in the middle of games, which never used to happen for the Detroit Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, the leader of the pride of the brand new Lions, MCDC head coach, Dan Kim. Yeah! Hey. Man, it is awesome to chat with you. You've been in the middle of a lot. I know you heard everything I just said there in the intro, but it was real. Was there ever a moment where you doubted that you were going to get to this part? You know, because I feel like you're invested all the way in. Your culture now is taking over. Your team is starting to win the games that the Detroit Lions never would have won. Was there ever a moment of doubt? And what do you think it was that really got your team to buy in and really hit this stride that you're in the middle of right now, coach? No, I no, I, I never doubted. Uh, I didn't know when it was going to turn, but I knew it would turn. I mean, anybody that's been around this uh, this game long enough at this level, um, which you know you guys have, uh, Pat, you have, but it'll it'll turn, and you just got to stay consistent with what you do, and you got to understand the tweaks you got to make. And uh, but as far as losing faith, I never lost faith in these coaches or these players. You know, yeah, I had to make a few moves, but. Um, man, it, 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 because here's the thing, man, if you don't believe in what you're throwing out there, then they're sure as hell not going to believe it. So, um, man, we just stayed true to what we do and what we're about. And the guys, uh, man, they just kept going. I'm telling you, it's a resilient group. And uh, they've been that way since last year. And the young guys we've got have just fallen right in line. What's it like now that there are some expectations on your program? Like you guys have built this thing up. People have a lot of hope and a lot of uh, – fanfare behind you does the message change at all or how do you keep the guys dialed in yeah i, I think that um look man we're, we're not going to change what we do I, I think more than anything it's easy to say well you know now here you're everybody taking notice i think more than anything it's important for all of us uh myself my coaches these players um across the board that we all understand this is not because of one person, one coach or one player or anything, man. It's because all of us. And that's, I mean, that really is, I think more than most, uh, that's why we're winning because we, we are playing as one and we're winning with all three phases. Uh, you know, yeah. we're winning with guys that nobody hears about all the time. They just do their job, man. They come through for us in big moments and, and that that has been our strength. It's always been our strength, and we got to stay true to that. Because the minute we start thinking, "Well, I, I am," it's me, it's me, it's me. That's what we'll, what we're going to have problems. I think as long as we stay on course, we're going to be okay and play pretty good football. Coach, everybody wants that to happen. Like, yeah, the guys you don't know, the role players, they're all doing their job perfectly on special teams. We're running fake punts on our own 27, Ooh. on our own 27 on fourth and seven, up seven, and executing it and pulling it off. Like, every coach wants that to happen. Do you think because you guys are all former players, it gives you a little bit more leeway with the current players? And have you seen a benefit to a player-led coaching staff that you have? Not everybody, but a lot of players uh, coaching on your staff. Well, first of all, here's what happened on that. 
my button, I didn't get it down fast enough. And I was saying, don't run it. And Phil heard me say, run it. And then before I knew it, it just hit. So yes. it, it worked out great. Um, service listen, issue, a service issue. That's like yeah. that commercial. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The, uh, listen, the guys have, have uh, I, I think there's, you know, look, it's a small thing, but just kind of going back to what you started with here, um, man, I, I think, you know, there's always this, man, you play on offense, you play on defense, man, you're the quarterback, you're the receiver, you're getting, you know, you get these touches, man, I'm the cornerback, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pass rusher, I'm, and man, sometimes you forget about all these other guys that do all the grunt work for you, and man, I don't ever want that to be lost on our guys, and for example, man, our special teams unit, you know, that's an unsung group, you don't always get the praise, and man, I want them to know they're, they're very much appreciated, and they're more than just well, you run down, you cover a kick, um, you block to get a return. Man, we I want them to be weaponized. I mean, they, I want them to be able to do everything. I want Jack Fox. He can throw it, man. And uh, we'll use him if we feel like it's the best way to win. So, And they take ownership in that and pride in it. And that's how we play. Hey, that's empowering your players. And uh, there's a lot more people that should probably buy into that. I'm happy you guys are because you have fans now that are rejuvenate. You have fans now in the middle of December that are sprinting through their backyards, dumping beer <laughs> all over their face in celebration of massive division rival wins. Foxy has a question for you and a statement whose life has become so much yes. better because of you and the boys up there. Go ahead, Foxy. Coach, first and foremost. What's up, Foxy? Yep, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you because <laughs> I am having more fun as a Lions fan than I ever have in my life. And you know what this is like. You know what same old Lions means. And I have a question. What's been the difference? How do we go from losing games at the very last second for years and years and years to decades, all of a sudden, decades, yeah. decades. decades. thank you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now we're the brand new Lions. And now we're winning, winning those games, finishing those games, and dominating opponents. What happened? Well, look, I, I wish I could put my put my finger on exactly what it was, but I, I can't do that. All I know is we stayed we stayed the course with what we believe in, and the, and from what what I believe down in my deep down in my core, man, the coaches uh, believe in what I believe in, and they they got it to the players who believe in the same things we do, and that's why we built the roster the way we did. And I just kind of feel like, um, really, over the last year and a half. You know, it's a little bit like, not that I've ever been in prison, but, you know, you're in prison and you're plotting your escape. And you know you know how it's going to work. You got it all planned out. But there's a certain, man, you got to have patience. There's a certain time for everything to, uh, you know, to get to where it needs to be for you to make your break. And uh, and we made our break. And you got to go through the sewer now to get through there. Dude, so you're Frank. going through the sewer. But you're going to come out the other end, and you're going to be free, and it's going to be good, and you know the life you're going to live. And uh, and that's kind of where we got to. We're not all the way there yet, but, man, we stay true to what we are, and the guys never waver. That's the most important thing. We got really good guys on this team. Uh, they believed, and they never – I mean, they came back every Wednesday and just kept going, man. They just went back to work, back to work. And uh, so – you know, listen, there, there's no magic pill secret. We just kept going. You guys are in that car right now, huh? Heading to that tree. 
You guys are, uh, you guys have figured out a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are on the other side of it. Yeah, I love that. The Dufresne run. You know, congratulations to the Lions and a brand new line. Yes. Hey, you know, Foxy's just one of them. We're around him every single day. We're lucky to be around him. He's the reason why we got interested in the Lions like five years ago. So we've been paying attention to this team for some time because of Foxy's fanhood. What have the fans been like? I remember, what was it, open training camp practice yeah. where it's like, we're going to have a bonfire here, man, mm -hmm. and you guys just need to be the gasoline. Kindling. Yeah, we'll yeah. be the kindling. You guys be the gasoline on the fire. How has the relationship been with Lions fans? I assume you're fucking royalty in Detroit right now. And do you even know that? Or are you just locked in the building at all times? Uh, no, look, there's I'm, I'm out enough to know, uh, I guess, you know, when things aren't good and nobody says anything to you, then, you know, it's bad. Um, <laughs> and then when things are good and people are saying stuff to you, then that means it's probably pretty good. But listen, honestly, through the thick and thin of it, the fans have been outstanding to me and my family. And uh, they've been very supportive and um you know, now I'll get the occasional uh, letter that says, hey, coach, next time it's fourth and six, uh, once you punt, you know, and then it's like, Dave, you know, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, Dave. But, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah. Well, not even that. It just says Dave. Um, um, <laughs> but anyway, it's no, listen, the support's been unbelievable. This place is humming right now. Uh, you know, they they want to believe. And uh, we said it all along. We're going to give them something to believe in, man. But we wanted to have real substance to it. And, and Brad and I really felt like the way we were building this was the right way. And uh, we needed youth, but you needed the same guys. You needed you needed the right type of veterans who had been here and had been through some of the, the rough times to really uh, you needed them here uh, because they could really appreciate it and, and understand what, what it's going to take to get through it. And we kind of done that. We balanced it. And look, we're on a bit of a run here, but there again, we're not finished. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, what's the, what's the best thing about being the head coach of the Detroit Lions that maybe you didn't think about before you took that job? Man, that's that's a real good question. Getting um, bobbleheads made of you? I got a fucking bobblehead of you I mean, sent to the office. Salary, we know the salary is good, but. I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. Half my coaches have those in there because I guess they, they just gave them away to everybody in the building. And so I you know, didn't yeah. know what to do with them. They got them hanging up in there. I'm sure it's alive so the coaches can F motherfuck me uh, and not to my face. Oh, but, it's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. We'll just, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Um, that's hard to say. I would say this. I was hopeful, but you didn't know for sure. But I think one of the one of the best things about all this that – it's just been, um, I would say, um, really the fact the reins have been turned over to Brad and myself. Literally, we, we have full control of what we need to do. The, the support from Sheila Ford um, you know, and then Rod Wood, our president, has been true to form. And you just don't know what that's going to look like. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know how much influence there's. But it's been 100% support, and you guys do whatever it takes to win, and and they've never wavered with their support uh, of us. So that's pretty cool. You just don't always know. Hey, when people put that type of faith in you too and give you that type of freedom, and then you have success with that type of thing, that's setting the precedent forever. So congratulations. There's a lot of people that get handed the ball, and they drop it all over the place, mm -hmm. and then people have to come in. You guys have crushed it. And like you said uh, beginning – you know, true alphas know when to stand down to another alpha. Yeah. Seems like you and him have a great relationship, huh? You and Brad, incredible relationships, still on the same page. It's unbelievable. That's huge. That's it's unbelievable. 
It, it really is. It's been it's been fantastic. And uh, he and I, man, we we mesh well together. And I said before, that's, you're not that's you're not always that fortunate for that to happen uh, yeah. when you get two guys together. They don't know each other. They come from different places. But I mean, it's been it's been great, man. Uh, it's been great. Uh, Connor has a quick question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach Motor City, Dan Campbell, it's an honor. Uh, when you guys drew up that play for Penn A. Sewell to win the game, what was that conversation like in practice before throwing him the football? And did you say anything to him right before the play when you guys ran it on Sunday? Well, that was something that, that's been a long time coming. We've been talking about Penay for a long time. Like, man, we got to throw this guy a ball um, because he's too good of an athlete. Um he really is. He, he's something else. And and so it was like, you know, we use our jumbo tight ends quite a bit in general. And it's like, man, why don't we just let's get him to report eligible and let's get him a ball or get him a couple of throws. And we were going to do some things in the red zone and they end up being, in, you know, four minute is where we, we felt like we were going to get a similar style defensive scheme. Uh, and so it just felt like, hey, it was the right time. And I'll, look, I'll, here's another thing that happened. These things happen during the game, but. Um, so we're in that, that situation and the fans are doing the wave, um, around the stadium. And so I'm just watching and I hear Ben Johnson's like, Hey coach, you want to, and I, and I'm just, I'm so focused on the wave. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And I look up and we're throwing it to Panay and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> said it was fine. So, but it worked out great. Um, it was unbelievable. Listen. We knew it would be wide open. We worked the heck out of it. We've seen him run the reps. We've seen him flip his hips. He's got soft hands. And the only thing in the, in the, uh, the only thing I was worried about that I want to make sure golf got to him was make sure you stay in bounds, stay in bounds, stay in bounds. And he was great. That's good situational football. Sounds like you're building it the right way up there. I like that there's some technical difficulties that are making big time plays yeah. happen for your team. That means the football <laughs> gods are on your side. Yeah. Seems like all is going your way. This is the brand. New Lions. Thank you so much for catching up with us, man. Congrats on all the success. Can't wait to see what you do for the rest of the season. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Hey, it's all out there right now, Coach. It's all out there right now. You know that. <laughs> it is. Fucking everything's alive you. still. You gotta go get it. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach. Yeah, the brand new Lions, I'm with you. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's Hell go. Yeah. Uh, Mercy Dan Campbell. Yeah! And joining us now is a man fresh off of bye week, uh, quarterback of a team that has 66% chance of making the playoffs. That is what some, some wow. calculations have. 132 different simulations, allegedly 66% chance still in there. Need Seattle to lose, I guess, on Thursday night for all of them to work out. But if that takes place, this team's still very much alive. Oh, this yeah. team still has all the weapons that could go on around. This team has had success in the past, and this man is the back-to-back -back MVP of the NFL, number 12 for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron! What's up, buddy? And we're back. How was bye week, dude? Here we go. We get the internet going. I think we're good now. Hey, man. How was bye week? You look great. You look happy. How was it? Yeah, thanks. It was refreshing. It was great. You know, we got to get out early and uh, had a light day yesterday, really a travel day. Uh, today was an easy day. We're going with the today is a Monday type uh, schedule. So, you know, just was in there putting in the work today. Hell yeah. And uh, just got home in time to sit with you guys. What you do? You uh, 
do some ayahuasca down in uh, <laughs> down in uh, South America, Central America? Did you travel to Europe, get a new tattoo? Did you, you know, go to any of the other places that you're alleged to going this past a cave? I think I heard in the That's right. in the off season you were part. Did you do any of that, or was it just uh, get away, escape for a little bit? What did I do in the off season? What, what was the last thing? Somebody said, well. There's a lot of things. There, we could say more, but we would just stop with this one. You were in a cave for eight days, allegedly. Yeah, right? spelunking. Yeah, you were spelunking oh, in a cool. cave for eight days, tripping <laughs> your face off. In, you remember? in the right? pure dark. In, in the, the pure darkness. Yeah, that was it. I no heard. You, I heard that's what you did in the off season. Does that? That yeah. was a report. You didn't do that. Uh, no, but it sounds fun. I, I, see, I didn't think so. I, 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 yeah, really. I was like, man, this guy's mentally tougher than me. He's going with no light in a fucking cave for eight Crazy. days. <laughs> Hope he figures out whatever he's trying to figure out in there. You were not in a cave. You're not do I what? You just got away. Just got away. Put the phone down. Just kind of. Uh, I just got away. I got rid. Uh, you know, went to the beach, worked on my tan, and uh, you know, wore a lot of tank tops, which I don't know if you're wearing one today, but. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, showed off my belly button a little bit and had a good time. Oh, nice. I'm happy to hear that. Go Sounds ahead, good. AJ. Hey, I, I was just wondering, this is not really a football question, but are you scared of dying? I'm just curious after your ayahuasca trip, did you confront your death? Like, does it tell you, does it make you feel better about dying? Great question. I don't know where that question came from. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been sitting on that for weeks or something? Well, first, no, let me. Like two minutes before this. <laughs> yeah. Full transparency. <laughs> It's actually a great question. I had a major uh, fear of death. I don't know if any of you guys felt this way, but kind of our age group. But there was a, and maybe it's just the way I grew up, but there was a lot of weird sentiment around Y2K. Remember that? The yeah, world oh, was yeah. going to end, oh, you yeah. know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. For me personally, since I was like a young teenager, I was like, man, if the world ends and I'm 16, like I'm not going to be able to accomplish anything I want to accomplish. I'm not going to go to the NFL. I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to, you know meet a woman, fall in love, have kids, have a family, all these things. I I think there was like this weird ingrained like fear of like 2000 and fear of like the world ending and death. And and I think we all struggle uh, with mortality, uh, with the idea of mortality, especially, you know, age, you got all those kids running around and want to see your kids grow up and have, you know, walk your daughter daughter down the aisle and, and, uh, you know, see your boys grow up and, uh, you know, have great high school careers at Centerville and, and, uh, you know, and, and go on and be great Ohioans. So yeah, I definitely had the fear of death, uh, and and ayahuasca and psilocybin actually really, uh, really helped me with that and relieved a lot of the stress around the idea of needing to accomplish things uh, before I actually die, and, and kind of taking away some of that fear. I think when you've seen the other side, uh, it makes the idea of death more of a passage uh, and, and less of a, an ending, more of just kind of the next chapter. Uh, of life to that extent you know i know age you really got to be close to this guy coming hold on podcast did you just say years. ayahuasca makes you see the other side like you just said you saw death is that what i just heard there you definitely see the other side yeah. what what's it look like i, mean, I guess what's i could change you i guess if you well, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about life and death i'm talking about you know the veil between the seen world and the unseen world that's sweet dude you just fucking i was gonna go in and that happens that's crazy. Yeah, I was going to go into a little bit of a tribute to a guy that I unfortunately only got to know a little bit. I feel like I, I knew a lot about him because I played with Graham Harrell. And age, he was on your podcast a bunch, but uh, I was definitely saddened to hear about Mike Leach's passing this morning. Um, one of the greatest interview uh, participants of all time. And 
obviously, you know, revolutionized the college game and had a big impact on uh, so many players' lives. You know, you talked to a lot of guys that played for him, the Graham Harrells and all the guys from Texas Tech and Mike Smith, who was coach for us, and uh, Amendola and Walt Welker and those guys. They all, you know, loved him and had a great time. And uh, so sad day for uh, for college football. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, too. I, I think at the beginning I thought the reports were just being ridiculous. Like Mike Leach was just co- coaching a couple weeks ago. Mike Leach was being Mike Leach just a couple weeks ago. Seemingly, life just being very normal. And you look at his age, I think he's 61 or whatever. So when the reports are coming out, like, need to prayers, need to prayers, we're like, all right, what's going on? And then he, he reportedly passed away this morning. It's like, man, this is bananas. A guy who has committed a large portion of his life to our sport, to football, a character, a personality, a man who I was just starting to learn about more as I was diving into college football and the world itself of college football. Yeah, rest in peace to Mike Leach. What a, what a fucking legendary quote, to your point, about interviews. Like, love anybody that is themselves and doesn't take just the robotic path. I think that's why we've enjoyed getting to know about you a lot. He's certainly in that vein. I think he, he was a professor for a while, too, AJ. I think, I think this guy was a professor and everything. I don't know how he managed to do everything. One of the most interesting people of all time passed away. Got his law degree, right? A-Rod, did you ever, uh, like, did his, what he implemented in football that's like snuck its way into the nfl a little bit hasn't it oh for sure for sure i mean it went kind of went all over he was you know his air raid attack we played against him in college in uh in 2004 uh in a bowl game and i just remember marveling at the kind of the offensive line splits and then the tempo and the passing vertical passing game short passing game and and talking to graham over the years the simplicity of it i think it was a genius that they were able to run a number of different plays quickly, concepts that they knew, that they practiced, that they could run against any different coverage. Um, and Mike, you know, you'd watch him on the sidelines. He had like a little, you know, it looked like a you know, four-by-six little index card he was calling plays on sometimes. I think he just knew the system so well and had such a good feel for the game and obviously had a lot of success at Tech and went to Washington State, had a lot of success there in Pullman. And then obviously down at uh, Mississippi State, uh, they just won the uh, – Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl, and, and I think they finished, what, like 8-4 and four in another successful season, so really disappointing for him and his family and, and all, you know, I, I'm sure all the players, the majority of the players who played for him have nothing but, uh, you know, fun memories. I, I heard about a lot of them from Graham over the years. Yeah, Graham, I mean, he's on his way of being the next big-time college coach too, mm-hmm. I'd assume at some point with his big brain. I think that's the thing that doesn't get talked about with people that have, you know, different personalities. The level of intelligence – on said human, even though he only has four sheets and he dresses kind of sloppy or whatever, and he kind of makes metaphors <laughs> to send his message in a different fashion. Massive, massive brain. The world lost a good one. Rest in peace. And also, you done good. Yeah. You done good, Coach Leach. You done good. It seems like you gave back and the people will remember you forever. Let's talk about you. Uh, quarterback of the program that has the most wins in NFL history or whatever, after the big win against the Bears. Didn't get a chance to chat with you after the rivalry dub. This season hasn't had a lot of those moments. Was excited to chat with you last Tuesday. Take the bye week in. Now here we are, back in the end of the season, still in it, still ahead of you. What did you take away from that Bears win, and is it still something that's special? And afterwards, you said, you don't know how many more of these you have. So was that just about rivalry games, big-time games of Chicago, or games as a whole, Aaron Rodgers? 
That's about eight different questions. So I'm trying to figure out which one I want to attack first. There, you're really becoming a media uh, personality, there, Pat. All that work on game day is paying off for you. But uh, real, it's always it's always fun being the shot. I feel like that was a shot. I do feel like that was a shot. Not at all. Yeah, seems like it. Always fun being Chicago. Always fun winning in Soldier Field. Uh, Good comeback for us. Fourth quarter, we played uh, winning football. I think that the thing that's uh, that feels good is being able to play me. Meaningful games in December. You know, it's been obviously a difficult season, frustrating. But the fact that, you know, we're now in the mid-December and we have meaningful games coming up is great. Obviously, we need some help from some teams and have to win out. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot that can change in a week. And if the momentum can start to go in our favor and we can stack a couple of these in a row, you never know what can happen. And that's And that's exciting. But as far as... I said after the game, you know, it's fun. When I got to the rivalry, obviously, uh, with the, this 16 years of Brett, they closed the gap uh, on the all-time series. But, you know, to be a part of such a historic rivalry, to switch the all-time rivalry in our favor now, plus 10, I believe, in the all-time win-loss against them, and to be, you know, one-up in the all-time, all-time, all-time uh, wins is uh, is pretty cool as well. So a lot of... A lot of milestones last Sunday. All right, cool. Uh, Ty, your question for Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, uh, Pat mentioned, also happy belated birthday. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Hell yeah. So when you're looking at at things and, like, you know, I mean, again, Pat mentioned it, you know, with the, hey, it could be the the last time I'm doing this or whatever. A, uh, will you stop dicking around with me because it's tough, you know, year in, year out, thinking, hey, I don't know how many more games I'm going to be able to watch this guy. But also – do you feel like kind of a renewed sense of energy coming back from the bye week? And, and does it feel like in the locker room, like everyone does realize, like, hey, we still have a lot to play for here? I think so. I think everybody felt a little bit more up last week uh, before the Bears game. And then, you know, we went out, had a good performance. And then getting a bye week and be able to get away and, and the fact that we didn't have to do, you know, practice on you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or anything, any nonsense like that was nice. Uh, and uh, there was real good energy in there today. I mean, we, we realized, listen, we get, we had a lot to play for, but we also need some help. We can't control that part. Um, but we got three or four, three out of four at home. And we obviously always expect to win our home games and definitely expect to win once, once the weather turns. So, Get this, get this one, and then got a warm weather game in, in Miami, and and then things could start to get interesting. Oh, humidity! Dude. Hey, what'd you think about a Baker stepping in on two days' notice and getting that team a win and having a, like a it was a meaningful moment for him. It was fun to watch. Like, how tough is that for someone that doesn't understand what's going on with an offense? I would say it's definitely easier for a guy who's played football, you know, played meaningful <laughs> snaps and, and started. However. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I don't think uh, that he's been in the system before. Uh, so that must have been really difficult, you know, because everybody had the same types of plays. You know, certain teams, you know, like I felt like we were in the, you know, 2010s, where there's certain teams that are the copy teams where you're running different plays and teams start copying you and then those plays go around the league. Um, so everybody runs like the same type of plays, but. Uh, the terminology is so different, and I'm just guessing that he's never been in this type of terminology before. So that makes the win even more impressive. So a lot of a lot of credit to him coming in on a 
what on a Tuesday and then starting or didn't start, but he played the majority of the game on on Thursday. That's pretty impressive. Was that what it was like when the floor got there? Was it terminology system? What was the the toughest thing? The terminology. Definitely the terminology. You know, he let me uh, keep the cadence, so that was nice. But but the terminology, and it wasn't like we were running, uh, you know, a bunch of new concepts. The con- conceptually, it's a very similar league, you know, on offense and defense and teams. There's just different uh, adjustments. We do a lot with our splits, you know. So back in the day, we all we only had a couple of different splits. Now there's, you know, a bunch of different types of splits for receivers inside the numbers, on the numbers, outside edge. You know, top of the numbers, plus one, plus two, plus three, blah, blah, blah. You know, all these different condensed formations that we run. Um, that, that was the biggest uh, difference to pair the, the condensed formations and the, and the motions with the, the new terminology. But when it comes to plays, you know, plays are still plays. And, and a lot of them, based on the intermixing of, of, uh, of some of these systems, a lot of the... Uh, Actually, terms kind of stay the same in in, uh, in offenses. So I wonder, like, does Baker just do flashcards there, and then he, when he's in the moment, he just has to remember what the flashcard said, as opposed to the previous four or five years of his career. That's yeah. a tough thing to, especially in like a two minute situation. Something's happening. I think they said they were actually just giving out numbers to the receivers to run routes, like backyard football. Is that normal? Does that ever happen anymore, or is that just is that something that's like more old school? I think you got to look at that game as an outlier uh, for the fact that Baker played, uh, the fact that they had to score twice in the fourth quarter to win. They went on a what a ninety-some yard drive to win the game. Yeah, uh, pretty impressive. I mean, you got to got to give him credit and Sean for making that work. And um, but when it comes down to it, you look at the last play, and I just that's honestly the only play I saw was the highlight. Uh, Raiders played uh, man coverage and dropped a weak side safety in. He threw a go around the backside. Like, a go route is a go route in the NFL. So, I mean, there's some plays, and, and honestly, in 2019, there were there were times in certain games we had new concepts where you kind of go back to one or two thoughts you had in the beginning, and like, oh, I, could, I know that, you know, back then, I knew that uh, Devontae was over here and running this tag route, so <laughs> I'm going to hope he wins, and I know for sure what he's doing, and maybe just figure out the rest uh, as it comes in the vision. So I know you've potentially been, you know, off the grid and on the beach and everything like that. Have you seen your old buddy Devontae? He's been on quite a fucking tear as of late. He is seemingly all the way back to pace. Do you think learning a new offense was something for him? Do you think just getting comfortable over there? And do you keep up with Devontae at all this season? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we talk weekly. Uh, And... and I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, he's the best receiver in the league. So uh, at some point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for him. Uh, he should be the focus of every defense that he plays against. And it's just a matter of, you know, I think at times calling plays for him and, and giving, him, giving him the opportunities. But if he gets his targets and he gets to run, you know, run his routes, he's going to put up numbers. Yeah. No matter who's guarding, who's throwing it to him. Or who they're playing against. Yeah, there's a lot of stats that came out about how many targets he had playing alongside you and then this past week, and it's certainly been an adjustment period. Who knows what the future looks like over there? Yeah. yeah. Who knows what the future looks like over there in Vegas? Uh, Tone has a question for you, Aaron. Uh, Aaron, we just had an awesome Christmas party last night, and I know you didn't host for Thanksgiving. Um, what's the Packers situation for Christmas party? Do you do Secret Santa, White Elephant? Have Did you spend a lot of your bye week uh, getting no line presents? What's the situation over there uh, with the Packers? I feel like I got the O-line figured out for presents this year. Um, 
kind of let them weigh in on some of the things they wanted. I also have a couple other surprises. But uh, there's a – AJ remembers there's a big-time all kind of employee Christmas party that uh, AJ would kind of drink himself silly <laughs> and then let Laura drive him home uh, after that. Uh, there were a couple of times he was real, real sloppy, and it didn't really reflect well on him or the organization. But luckily – you know, Green Bay is the uh, the drunkest state in the union, so I don't think he was Wisconsin, you know, yeah. he was worse off. But uh, thankfully, you know, all designated drivers for uh, smart. Uh, I'd know, say that's players, that's considerate. Right, that's smart. Smart. Important. Very important. It's a real lively party. Yeah. Yes, real lively party. AJ and I went to the, when it was back at the casino, and that was a lot of fun. The um, hold on, I've been. You've been there, Pat. Yeah, I've been. Hey, that's a given yeah. casino. I wa- I've won every time I've been in there. They want you coming back. Man, not a lot of casinos think like that. I appreciate them zooming out and looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I go back to Green, Green Bay, I'm sliding through that casino every single time. You go to Pittsburgh, you're losing 500 to 1,000 yeah. as soon as you get to that every casino. Time. Not a single smile walking out of the Rivers Casino mm. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that Oneida one, negative 12 degrees or whatever. People, hey, well, hey, hey, have a good time, you know. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I love that place. I absolutely enjoy it. The gifts, though. I find that, I find that little voice you just did very offensive. <laughs> I would like to let them know I'm sorry, don't you know? <laughs> I, am, I am, honestly. I don't even know if that's a good one. I apologize, but... I've had great experiences over there in Wisconsin every time I've been there. This is a big camaraderie, like, displaying time of year, though, for teammates. I'm excited to see what you get the offensive lineman. You said you have it already figured out. Did you, did you focus on that during a bye week, or is it something that's like a year-long process of playing? Because everybody judges it, right? Every media member judges what every quarterback gets the offensive line. It's become a thing now, what it is. So a lot of pressure, dude. Good luck, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks so much. No problem. We're in judge. <laughs> we have a, to answer your question there, Tone, we do have a, uh, a gift exchange between the line and the quarterbacks. There we, go. we have something in our room that we do as well. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of gifts to be bought and delivered. And uh, I always do a little something for the coaches as well and for some of the uh, – support staff too. So. Ah, you're a good person. Good teammate. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Aaron, I'd love to ask you about Sam Bankman free, but we'll save that for another day. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Because there was that conversation about how simple offenses are now. Are you surprised that he could just step right in and kind of get the job done? Or is that just kind of how Shanahan's offense is built? Well, I think he's a fantastic play caller and coach. Obviously, he's been able to get it done with three different guys this year, starting with uh, the young kid who got hurt, unfortunately. That's right. And then, obviously, Jimmy been in the offense for a while, and now this kid. We saw him in, in uh, preseason. He took him down on the drive uh, towards the end of the game and was very effective, uh, like the way that he was moving around and playing. Obviously, he's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, being Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. Uh, but And, obviously, he can play some football. So he had a nice game. They've been playing well, uh, the Niners. They got a great defense, uh, but you know him and uh, him and the offense definitely uh, did their part on uh, on Sunday. All right, Aaron. Well, good luck this week at home. Here we go. Let's enjoy the hell out of this thing mm-hmm. against the Rams. It's going to be chilly, huh? We cold in Wisconsin. It's getting cold here in Indiana. It's getting cold. How's your thumb feel? Oh yeah. 
I think we got a high of about six and a low in the in the minuses. Ooh, Didn't see the tape on it to AJ's question. Didn't see tape on the thumb in that one that uh, Green Bay Packers Twitter account mm-hmm. put out two. You look real cool in the one, mm-hmm. and then the other one you did like a slow mo throw. Oh, it's coming out. Hey, oh, Jeez. that thing was spinning. Humming. No tape on the thumb though. We all right there? How about the the oblique or the whatever? The thumb is doing a lot better. Uh, That's good. It's it's uh, you know. It's. It was nice to have that week off. The ribs are are doing better too. I, I was able to finally start getting some sleep. Oh, here we go. We got the slow. Oh, oh man, dude. Huh? Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> Spin that thing. Yeah, yeah. But my body's feeling a lot better. You know, I felt. Look, nobody wants a week fourteen bye. Nobody does. But. It always feels good coming back after the bye, whether you're 21 or whatever the hell old I am now. It's it's nice to get that week off. Happy birthday, 39, I believe, or maybe 38, 100% sure. What are your thoughts on bye week? You just said week 14 is a little late. Those guys get them in what, week four? Yeah. Yeah. Bye week's coming mm-hmm. like week four. How do you think those should be dispersed later if you were in charge of the NFL? What are some changes you'd make there? Um, I'd probably go two bye weeks, honestly. Smart. Go two bye weeks, eliminate one. If you're going to go 17, go back 16 games, go two bye weeks, <laughs> and uh, take care of the player's safety a little bit better. Yeah, so two bye weeks, one early season, one late in the season Good for job. every team. Figure it out. I think what the move will be, and you know this as much as we do, they added a game. They signed a $110 billion media rights deal that can be renegotiated every year with a new platform. They're going to be pitching for another game. You know that. There's another game that's going to be pitched for within the next couple of years. That's when the next bye week will be added, so we could potentially add two more weeks to the season, which is bigger for the TV rights deals, the streaming rights deals, let alone playoffs, what they'll do. I think that's coming. I, I do. I think that's probably coming. I, yeah, I do too. I think that's probably coming. Will you stay in the game whenever you're done? Uh, no, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. The game will miss you forever, but go enjoy the hell out of your life. Have you ever? I'll come on. I'll come on here and, and uh, give you updates on, on how, uh, life off grid has treated me from time to time though. I, I, I'd miss Ty too much. I'd have to come back. Oh yeah. Ty. That was cute. He's rock hard. <laughs> Should be. That was a big God damn right. Would you come back with like Letterman's Prove beard? It. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how quickly we can get kicked off here. Yeah. But if you like send a DM of your dick right now to Aaron, that'd be, be nice. I think that'd be next break. <laughs> yeah. You could have He's that looking big, for those. You could have that big beard. You could have that big beard too. Hair out completely ridiculous. Oh yeah. Is that what you're gonna do when you get off the like grid? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Wilson. No, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty chiseled, I think. Oh yeah, you're gonna get on that AJ Hawk stuff? No, I, that's that's way too way too heavy. I can't get on that stuff. That's because he's boozing during those Christmas holidays. <laughs> right. He's got to get a bunch of right. horse stuff to get it out of him mm-hmm. so he can still be a stallion in the morning. All right, let's jump into it. We missed this last week. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to make the world a smarter place, and that was a short. That was a shame. It was. Uh-huh. I felt like I wasn't able to, you know, be a part of something good for society as opposed to what I'm normally a part of. Aaron, it is time to debut the next book of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. 2.0. Obviously, this season has been fantastic. We ran it back after the success that was Aaron Rodgers' book club. 1.0. The first book, Mastery of Love. Huh? 
Great. Don't just learn about it. Become a master of it. That's right. The master of love. Then we went to 1984 because obviously George Orwell had it all figured out. No conversations were had after this book was picked to be a part of the Aaron Rodgers book club, but it certainly made the world a little bit more insightful. Then the art of contemplation, how to change your mind. Healing by David Elliott. Let's breathe a little bit here on the fifth book of the Aaron Rodgers book club 2.0. This sacred mushroom and the cross by John M. Allegro. And then we had Love Wins with the Keanu Reeves of coloring book into the wild what a classic what a classic, classic. and then recovery freedom from our addictions by Russell O'Brien the next book in the Aaron Rodgers book club 2.0 is the missing element of course Ooh. good book Deborah inspiring compassion for the human condition by Deborah Silverman Sarah's quote from by my good friend my good friend Deborah Silverman, who actually, this book is about astrology, which Pat, you and I had a long conversation in Tahoe about, and I appreciated your interest in astrology. Hell yeah. Um, I should have got you this book right away, but this is a really good book, uh, like an intro to uh, the astrology that she teaches. She's, uh, among other people, was uh, Sting's personal astrologist. Oh, and holy shit. I don't know about hey. you, I don't, oh, fuck. I don't really I'm listen to the music hours. that he makes. Or made, but the fact that he's out there and still doing it. Oh, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I love that quote that you say. You've said it a couple times now. Sting's certainly one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, first woman author in the book club. Here we go. Here we go. Hi there. Oh, we getting some heat. I was getting some tweets. I was getting some tweets. (laughs) I was certainly getting some tweets. Happy Deborah. By the way, that isn't how the books are chosen. No. No. We're talking about the contents, not the context of it all let's well, go ahead and remember that as we go but i'm excited to learn should I, I should, you said i should have had ann Rand in here earlier <laughs> yeah. with the atlas Ooh, oh, you're right you're right it was certainly <laughs> in the back it was talked about wasn't it it was certainly chatted about uh aaron we appreciate you man thank you for stopping by good luck this week big time game still all in front of you for what yeah. we've been Hell told yeah. front the internet yeah we're going to be tuning in uh thursday and rooting for one team that we usually don't root for and then, you know, we'll be tuning in Saturday, Sunday as well for some other teams. So we'll see what happens. Could be a different landscape uh, when we talk next Tuesday. Hell yeah. The Commanders went into their bye week with like 20-some percent chance of making the playoffs. Now they're at like 76%. The 2022 NFL season has been hilariously unpredictable. Who knows what will happen? By next Tuesday, we'll have a little clearer picture. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off a of bye week, Aaron Rodgers. Thank yeah. you. Oh, he just did a uh, one of these. Namaste. 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 Yeah. So he wasn't in a cave. I guess no. not. Well, we don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Still doing bunch. Someone said he was spelunking for eight days in darkness. Uh, nobody said spelunking. Actually, no light. Because I think spelunking involves yeah, having a light. That's right. I think the report was that, you know, he went in there to find someone with no light on his head. And he oh. was just in there. You know what I mean? Just deep in there doing. Doing like a silent doing retreat. People go on silent re- retreats where they don't speak for like a week. Mm-hmm. I, I assume, you know, with how everything's going and how much shit I've been fortunate enough to experience and do on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that at some point maybe I'll end up in that, you know, world of like I need to figure out answers in myself and everything like that. But, boy, people are doing a lot of things to try to find answers. So let's remember that. And when they do, 
however they find it, let's be happy for them. Yeah. yeah. Let's be happy yeah, for them. That's exactly. all anybody's trying to do whenever they go into a cave for eight days. Sure. Not, Aaron didn't do that, <laughs> but they're trying to find something, right? Yeah. When they go down into a teepee in Central America, mm-hmm. yep. and it's like 150 degrees, drink some tea, find some answers, figure out some enlightenment. Let's be happy for them. Let's yeah. not yeah. judge them Come all on. the time. Yeah. What's that all about, AJ? Come you judge them. Who's judging? You. Who's judging? You say you went into a cave. Who said that? Like, all right. People do that, AJ, okay? And if they're happy. I know they do that. I don't judge it. If if you are mentally tough enough to go into a cave for eight days, good on you, as they say, because I I don't think I can handle that. So you know what happened? uh, I asked Aaron, like, four questions there to give him the floor, basically, to address everything. You know, which I've done in the past, Mm -hmm. but, you know, seemingly he definitely took a shot back, didn't he? Because I asked, like, prominent questions or whatever i think he got i think he got when i cut him off and said wait a minute you just said you've seen heaven like i because when he said you've seen the other side yes sorry not to judge my uh, my mind was blown my, my exploded my, i did not know that happened i did not know that was capable i didn't know that was possible so i had he was just about to say something very very like prepared mm-hmm. about mike leach and everything so i think that was potentially when i got off it's all right. Come on, have a bye week. Kind yeah. of stepped on a moment there for him. It's all right. If you're going to find out about the other side, you have to ask about it. I mean, who yeah. are you? I think he understands to? the follow-up. Yeah. He gets it. Oh, I hope maybe when he watches it back, he does. In the moment, I don't think he did. I mean, I don't know if he knows how I took it. You know what I mean? Because like, when he said I'm like, you should write a book. Because the there's people that write the book like, yes. oh, yeah. I've seen heaven. Mm-hmm. I came back. Mm-hmm. I talked to Jesus. I came back. That's right. I saw this. I came back. It's like. Hold on, this is just available? I didn't know this was available for people. And I, apparently that wasn't the case. You don't see that, but you do see the other side of the, this, this plane. Of the veil. Yeah, the veil, the astral plane. My brain exploded. Yeah, mm. dude, I, was, I, I don't know if anybody was going to be able to listen. So, Aaron, what I'd like to say is I don't know if anybody was going to be able to hear what you were saying. That was very nice. Yeah. About mm-hmm. Mike Leach, exactly. rest in peace. Because all anybody was thinking is that you potentially saw heaven. Right? I was fucking in heaven on the bye week. And then came back. Yeah. yeah. If you're Bowl. thinking like my brain, it's like, hey, that was just my brain. I saw him just floating like the ghost of Christmas past. Or yes. Yeah. Oh. Throwing fucking slant routes to St. Peter at Heaven's Gate. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Dots. So some people see hell then, though, right? Probably. You tell well, us. If you believe in one, you have to believe in the other, right? I know what people are <laughs> good, Connor. Connor, yeah. Connor pretty quick there. But if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other, right? No. I, no, I don't believe that. Okay. What? All right. I like that. I believe, I've Chicago. said that many times. Chicago. I believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell, though. I think you can create your own hell on earth. Absolutely. For sure. I, agreed. Completely agree on that. Do you believe in a purgatory? What do you mean? Like, uh, oh, you gotta, they still got to figure it out? Kind of in limbo. Like an in-between place? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never thought about that, actually, really. So I, there's a movie, I think, called Purgatory. My old man watched it. was like a cowboy movie almost back in the day. And I remember I was stuck, forced to watch. Maybe the weather was terrible, so I couldn't go outside, so I was mm-hmm. forced to watch it. Tim McAfee watched, when I'm talking about <laughs> the worst shows in movies, I'm talking the worst. <laughs> sure. Like, not on, Westerns, I can get into a Western, but, like, when he wants to become the expert on terrible Western movies, sure. you know, that's a tough thing when there's mm-hmm. one TV in the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I was outside. The Purgatory movie I, I watched, that was the first I learned of that being a belief by people. And I was like, fascinating. So maybe there is like a, a waiting room almost. Oh, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. hey. What are you supposed to do during that time? You're proving you should go to heaven, I yes. think, or proving you should go to hell. Isn't that what you're trying to do here? Yeah, so this was when this movie introduced to me that there was another one of those coming for like the uh, spirit world or whatever, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, because I, I feel like every time we talk about religion, I'll get people that just like get mad at me. Every religion. 
And I just want to let you know, somebody that didn't have a religion growing up, like I'm genuinely interested in. I refer to the universe as everything. I'm like, the universe is putting this in my life. The universe is putting this in my life. I've talked to people from every religion trying to figure out which one I think is the right answer, you know? Because I would like to live, you know, in a nirvana state. Absolutely. As opposed to the opposite that everybody seemingly has other than a couple people. I'm just trying to figure out which one's the right one for me. And so I ask a lot of questions. And the questions might sound a little cynical. But to be honest, you all learn this when you were kids. You probably didn't ask a lot of these questions. I'm an adult trying to figure this out. So I've been trying to figure out, and I've, I feel like I've learned a lot about a lot. Purgatory seems like a possible thing. I mean, that seems Absolutely. like a, a spirit world like a, that just mm-hmm. kind of exists going forward. Mm-hmm. But then that would mean hell would exist as well, because why mm-hmm. are you in purgatory? Correct. Yeah, that's right. And if you're in purgatory, are you just acting how you think you're supposed to mm-hmm. act while you're yes. in purgatory to get exactly. that? And are you constantly are stuck you doing that in your whole life? Purgatory, purgatory because you're not being you? Which is why you even want the purgatory to begin with, not straight to, he- to heaven. It's like the movie This is the End, where uh, hell rises from earth. Good and movie. James Franco acts that like he's that. a good person. A couple rugged scenes. Getting sucked off to heaven. What's that? Revelations sucked, at the end, sucked right? Sucked right up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Real petty. Sucked right up. Tom Petty. But not everybody getting sucked right up, right? No. No. Just like people standing next to each other. As they're getting sucked up, they're like, what did you do? Exactly. Because I know what I did. Jesus. And then do you ever know, I wonder? Like AQ, he ain't getting sucked up. No. No. <laughs> Depends who's... What? I think What's that? What was that? Depends what? What, say? what was that, Alan? Depends I think you'll get... Hey, I think you'll get sucked up. You'll get sucked up. I think you'll get sucked up, AQ. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. definitely getting sucked up. Appreciate it. If not, just use your new vacuum, you know, because yeah, that thing's vacuum. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 2.0. Uh, the old 2.0. The off-air conversations here are certainly fascinating. We're around each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this year, we got people coming in once a week on a regular basis. So we get past the whole, like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. All right, right. see you. You know, now it's like everybody's very comfortable in here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we we'll really start to dive in on conversations. Well, we have learned through these convos with Coach, obviously. Right. Coach sure. introduced us to something that might change our lives forever. Absolutely. Legitimately yeah. off air. Uh, Darius. Mm. What a hilarious fucking human yeah. being he is. Weapon. He was on he was on the Manning cast last night for uh doing the peanut punch. Maybe yeah. he should have been a part of the, Oh, that's maybe right. he should have yeah. been a part of Chuck Pagano's uh safety protocol video on the peanut punch and what's legal, what's not legal. Punches the ball out from Eli. I think it was a Monday night football game or maybe Sunday. I, I forget what day of the, it was a primetime prime game. Yeah. Primetime game or something. Punches the ball out. Sacks Eli. Somehow the ball literally bounces off somebody's ass right back into Eli's hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just on the Manning cast. They were talking about it and just kind of moved along. And I was like, was that number 20? Yeah, Darius. Just make it. He comes in here every single week eating his French toast oh, and his yeah. pancakes, mm-hmm. just chilling. Oh. You know? And then when this guy comes in here. This guy. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, you have no idea, AJ, what's mm-hmm. coming with this guy coming in. <laughs> no idea. What do you mean? Just an alien, one-on-one. Yep. Yeah. Just... Honestly, I love it. No other human been created similar to this one. No, wild card. Good for you, AQ. Good for you. I'm trying. I'm just trying to bring some energy. Yeah. That's well, you. It. Hey, you, you do. certainly you did. Everywhere do. you uh-huh. go, mm-hmm. everywhere you go. <laughs> bring uh, some energy. All right, let's get to a break. We can't thank Aaron enough for being back on the other side of the bye week. Everything's still in front of him. That's yeah. right. If the Seahawks lose, yeah. that percentage is wild. Yeah, it was a report on the internet. Yeah, so. definitely not. Not if the Nagy, Seahawks lose. If the, if the Seahawks lose, right. And then they still have to win out, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It, what if they win? What if Seahawks win Thursday? Then I think it's yeah, plummet. Yeah. I think it's real low. So mm. if the Seahawks lose on Thursday, I think there's a lot of avenues right. to get in. A lot of avenues to get in. There. Yeah. The last wow. game of the season nice. against the Lions would be like a de facto playoff game. Pretty and much. we just saw what MCDC's up to. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would not want to be on the other side, man. Wide. Wow. Wide. 
Let's remember that MCDC, in an effort to give credit to his assistant coaches, told a joke and a story mm-hmm. about two situations that happened on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Also called to attention, I think, that the Lions fans were doing a wave. Yeah. Which which he definitely yeah. was paying attention to. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely a franchise not used to winning. Dude. The, the wave's awesome. It's not. It's Don't <laughs> talk shit about the wave. And Listen, baseball, Foxy, wave stinks. <laughs> you guys are big, tough guys. Well, I no, get no. it. Foxy, the wave Foxy. is awesome. The wave stinks. Go ahead. Okay, listen. I like the wave and how it unifies an entire stadium, okay? I enjoy – there's a wave right there. There's a good wave happening. This is video from the Lions Stadium. We should give credit to the person that tweeted this video out. That's awesome. They got good eyes on the wave, okay? That's good good buy-in, too, by this entire stadium to the wave. And I honestly have talked numerous times about the person who created the wave, the fucking gut sack on that human Mm -hmm. in the middle of that crowd to create the wave. The amount of mother – Sit down. He had to have gotten. Oh, oh okay? God. The amount of, all right, I'm going to stand, do this, you do it, and then you guys, and then you guys, and then you guys. Pass it on. And then you guys. And he goes, and then the person right next to him, I'm not fucking doing it. Never yeah. happened before. Mm-hmm. He said, come on, this would be cool. Shut up. This guy probably seasons and seasons oh, attempted yeah. to start mm-hmm. the wave. For sure. For the first time. It finally catches fire, and guess what? He's got a banger on his head. Mm-hmm. He'll never make money off it because the wave is legitimately a free opportunity for anybody that has gathered in a social setting in somewhat of a stadium or an arena. But normally when a wave is happening, the fans are bored. Yes. The wave is entertainment for the fans. Happens a lot in soccer when those games are a little bit yeah. slow. Yeah. You know, you start seeing a wave take place. All game. Any, yes, exactly. Whoa, whoa. Baseball. Chants and songs. Baseball. Baseball, they'll start waving. They'll skip the entire outfield and catch up right on cue. Everybody's all in. I, I appreciate the unity that is shown by a group of humans when it takes place. But normally, it's an indicator, okay, that the fans are disinterested in what's going on. What you're watching stinks. So, Foxy, I understand why you love the wave. I think MCDC potentially brought it up to mention, saw the wave, man. All right? <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. We're past that. We're, 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 this is a different time. That was New the lines. same old lines thing to do. Or maybe he was saying, love the wave, man. It's energy, man, the love wave. It. Nothing yeah, bad. He loves it. He would be one of one, though, when it comes to NFL coaches that are happy about a wave happening True. at a home game. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. Would be one of one. LaFleur tries to start the wave every single No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't do this. Uh, yeah. I yeah, don't to, know. To Connor's <laughs> point, he's not doing Maybe imagine, he should. Imagine if LaFleur with the headset on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell he yells at, he yells at guys on. in the sideline to keep it yeah. going. Come on. <laughs> what if he's going down the fucking... <laughs> he should do it. I mean, sometimes it feels like he's doing that and not paying attention to the game. So, Whoa! you know, par for the course. Anyways, <laughs> allegedly MCDC was not misheard saying don't run it. <laughs> and allegedly Ben Johnson didn't sound like the Snoopy. Burr, 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 burr. Right. And then he ran it. He was talking about that's what we're being told from inside sources. But we'd like to let the people that are telling us to make sure we clarify that to other people now. Doesn't fucking matter either way. Nope. Legendary both ways. Hilarious definitely both ways. Yeah. And we appreciate MCDC stopping by today. <laughs> Best way to end this thing would be to get smarter in the trenches. Wouldn't that be the case, AJ? Uh, how in the world would we do that, though? Well, we get one man who has a cowboy hat from the city of Arlington. One man who is obsessed with offensive line play. One man who is in the NFL for 12 years as a player and a coach and is a Super Bowl champion. That man's the host of In the Trenches in the Bobbit Exchange, ladies and gentlemen. 
A.Q. Shipley. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy. Let's go. Let's go. A little fitting I got the cowboy hat because the cowboys are in this week's oh, wow. segment. Oh, but let's together. start with the king of that division. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. Check this out. I love what they do here. They sell like they're running the QB sneak, right? Yep. This, is, this is their formation. Now, granted, sometimes they have a guy back right here and right there, and they get the whole pushing thing. But check it out. Here's what we don't notice because they get up quick. Tight end right here lined up at left tackle. Left tackle is 400 pounds oh. over on the other side. We get a little unbalanced. Giants do not recognize it because they, once this whole thing gets set up, they're going to have everybody the fuck over here. You see. Because we got a tight end wing right here. But then what we're going to do. Oh, this is super trickery here. Yeah, you see this. Because you only got, look at this. There's a center. Here's one, two, three people over here. Correct. And on the other side, one, two, three, four, five, five, five. six, if you really need it. If you really need it. And then what we're going to do, wow. we're going to send Stoll in jet motion to steal a blocker front side. Look, however, look, almost over here, over here, over Everybody's all over here. Now we steal a blocker. We get crack block. Pull my lotta around, and we steal the blocker with Stoll in the jet motion, and bam! He could have oh, scored here if he really yeah. wanted to. I mean, this was unbelievable design. That's knowing your tendencies too, right? Everybody's preparing for the Eagles Kelsey push. That's exactly right. They thought the QB sneak was coming. It's third and one. We get up fast. They don't recognize unbalanced. We get the fast motion, and then we just get the little toss out. They've done this one other time this year. So you're either getting that QB sneak, or you're getting this nine times out of ten. It's unbelievable. Could have scored easily. I was yeah. Say. Look at that thing. Boom. Or I guess you can, you can go hold of this. Yeah, they're just looking for first down here, right? Third and one. Oh, the sir. Stroll. Yeah, across. he had like a 50 yard touchdown there. But it, it, that it, appears to be a couple big gaping holes. And also a creative gadget. Right? That's a little trickery. That's a little creative in there. They're. Fourth and one, third and one. I think they're like 90-something percent on the year. And this is, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're getting that. And then when they throw this in there, and everybody, look, they're in like a gap eight defense. Everybody's covered down inside. And then all they got to do is just zone zone reach this whole thing and just create a wall front side. It's awesome. AJ, this is gamesmanship. How do you fix this? I mean, it's really tough to stop. You got to have somebody flying off that edge, I guess. But the fact that they, like, you could tell from the very beginning, if you look, Pat, when, when you first popped it up, like, the Giants are already all discombobulated before yeah. Hurts even gets under center because it's an unbalanced call. Like, at least if this was us, I'd have to say close right, unbalanced left, over left move before we did anything. So and then like emotion. That, with you. And then emotion. Yeah. And then emotion comes, so you're going to maybe boss or bow away. Like, yeah, there's a lot going <laughs> and then, on. A- AJ, correct me if I'm wrong. Whenever we get unbalanced, we would then treat him as the center, correct? Yep. So, then, center, yeah, so all these yep. guys should be pushed over that way. It's a lot to happen before the snap. Yes. And they're going quick. They're snapping is yeah, probably, mm-hmm. what, 20 seconds, 17 seconds left on the play clock? Quick? Yeah, they got up quick. Yep. Jeez. They're yeah. a wagon, dude. This team's a fucking wagon. Listen, I, I told you whenever I sent you a text on Sunday, this team is unbeatable if they execute. If they show up, all they got to do is show up and just play it three-quarters of the way decent, and they're unbeatable. Well, and they just got better, too, with the punter they added. Yeah. I was going to say, aside from him, that's the only real major injury they've had this year. And they're getting Robert oh. Quinn back for the playoffs. Let's not forget about that either. Why'd you do that? No, they they lost Jordan Davis, too. Yeah, well, you're, right. Right. you're right. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's back. He's healthy. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's no jinx there. No, no jinx. No, Goddard, just... too. They lost. No, they lost, lost one Goddard. of those. They lost starting alignment, right? Uh, for a game or two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's back? Yep, he's oh, back. Yeah, they're all back. Everybody's back. That's good. 
Everybody's back and they're getting better. And, and they got back. creative gadgets that you hear AJ. No, nobody's going to be able to stop. Who's going to be able to have that entire communication situation? While you're winded in the middle of a series, you already got two stops. It's third down there, right? Yeah. So you're winded, tired. Mm-hmm. Also, after what you say, strong right, overload left, Mike, oh, what, Bo, boss. Yeah, if you're calling that, usually, like if you're calling, yeah, you find the tight end, although he's on the nub, so you close to him. So that would have been close right, unbalanced left, over left, move. That's telling them you got to move the gap. There's a new sound. It's too long already. Yeah. Yeah. It, is. it is too long. You're right. Especially, especially when they're trying to stop that quarterback sneak, which they've done 98% of the time. Yeah, so your natural instinct, everybody's going to be like, Close we need down. weight, we need bodies over here. Yep. So that's why there's no edge, because they're crashing down to try to stop the whole thing. Yep, yeah. that's why wow. I'm going to put this one in there. That's like Kevin O'Connell whenever we asked him because of you and said like, hey, is this, a, is this an audible between the center and the guard on who's pulling and who's blocking everything? And he said yes, and it's like, Oh, that's unfucking. St- it seems like there's some plays that are unstoppable for some teams. Have to have Jalen, have to have Kelsey, have to be able to pull that off for everybody. And also, they have to respect it, right? Like, they 100%. have to respect that thing. They have to, yeah. But there's some plays that are seemingly unstoppable in the run game. I think I'm learning that this year. 100%. And it, it, exactly what you just said, right? You have to execute it. But on paper, there are some plays where it's like, hey, if we get this and we do what we're supposed to, this is going to go. All right, let's go to another team that's able to get wins with backup quarterbacks. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no. In uh, Pittsburgh. Did you hear Wiz Khalifa was here? Yeah. Yeah, pumped. Ruined the homecoming. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. He ruined the homecoming. Hey, let's get Greg Roman out of here. Nope, fuck it. We still win games with the third-string quarterback in a rivalry. No, this is second. He goes out, and then third comes in. But you get what I'm saying there. In a rivalry game in Pittsburgh on the road, we get Cam Hayward, who just said over and over again, don't like playing nose guard, guys. Don't like it. What are we going to do? We're going to put Cam Hayward in nose guard. And then guess what we do? Unbelievable ace block. We call this in certain things. 42 Mike, 42 ISO, whatever it is. We're putting Ricard, 300-pound fullback, on the Mike backer. He's going to come down, try and wrong shoulder it. You got no fucking chance because that's a guard in the backfield. And then we get the ace block here. We get three for three over here. We get basically just keep everybody out over here. But the key to this, here's the key to this. Ace block here. Watch what they do here to Cam Hayward and Linderbaum getting off on Bush. And then the other thing that I love about this is the handoff on the other side here when really the ISO draw is coming right here on this side. So the handoff comes here, which gets both linebackers playing this way, which sets up the blocks for all these guys. Let's watch this thing run. It's beautiful. There's the handoff. Now he thinks it's going to be downhill right here. He hits it. Boom. You just made the block for the center because it's going to hit out the other side. Oh, Oh, that's holding on the car. Look at J.K. Dobbins there. Hey, he was scooting there. That left knee didn't seem to be all the way back, but he's moving. Still got enough. And he ran hard. Like, yeah, he didn't didn't show the speed that you would like to see out of him. Well, his left leg is obviously not working the same way as his right leg there. Mm -hmm. But he definitely did run hard and give you that element of a Baltimore back, a typical huh. Baltimore back. Don't talk about the ball. Look at Ricard. Look at that headshot right off the bat. Rewind it real quick, Pat. That, like, initial shot is so violent right there with Ricard. Yeah, right here. Boom! Boom. And then he oh. keeps going. Jeez. Hands are inside. Boom! Boom. Vander Bomb is a beast. He is a dog. Monster. That's a great block. Man, oh, Dobbins yeah. does not and look if, healthy. If you know, it's moving though. Yeah, he I've is never still. seen somebody move that fast with that big of like that hard of a limp. Yeah, noticeably a limp. J.K. Dobbins is a dog though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this show big fans of J.K. You remember he came on during his what Old Spice pitch? Yeah, uh, Panini. Panini. There it was. He was fucking awesome on yeah. the show. I'm a big fan of his dog yeah. out there. Yeah. Old Ohio State back when they were tough. Oh no, AJ. He ran for 120 with that leg. Yeah. 
like that. And he had I, some good runs in this game. He runs hard. He's a yeah. dog, dude. And he runs hard. He finishes it. It was awesome to watch. It's good to see. Absolutely. Oh, oh, here comes the cowboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put All the right. cap on. Hey, so let's check this one out. Shall we? Okay. Yeah, we're going to set this one up a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit. Hey, Tony Pollard scores this touchdown. Do you guys see Tony Pollard on the screen? Oh, where's no, Tony? Where is he? I don't see where Tony Pollard. Where is he? 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 I don't see him. Where? Somewhere over here. Where's Tony? Where is he? He's over here. I can't He's way see over him. here. He's over there somewhere. Oh. So we're going to go two by two formation. We're going to run the crack toss. We're going to pull him around, which we're going to see here in a sec because we got the wide view. Hell yeah. You do not see this because you will see the aftermath of him fucking three yards into the sideline, which that's what you love. When you run people off the screen, Oh, that's a big-time block in the O-line room. But here's what we're going to do. We line him up here. We line Pollard up over here. We got the tight end over here, so they set the front there. Cool. We're going to make it look like we're going to run a zone this way with Zeke. Nope, he's just a decoy. Pollard's coming with the behind-the-back handoff to give you better spacing with the puller, and then he's going to run the crack toss for the touchdown. And we will see it here in a sec, but great block here. Great block on the pull here. Look at that. And look, everybody loses their guy to the backside. That's what you want to do. Get to the angle and make them play Watch behind the angle. Watch the angle. Watch the angle. Watch the angle. Watch the angle. Yep. Well, this one not good, but watch the angle. That's the angle. That's the angle. That's a great cut by the center. Cheeky. Great cut. Got him down. Had to play his hand. Boom. He can't Cheeky make it. Boom. Cut. Is what you're saying. Look at that. Big gaping. Oh, Cowboys lose steel for the uh, rest of the season. Yeah. How big yeah, is that? Yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, I hope you're hoping that Jason Peters, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, surefire Hall of Famer, can step in, and hopefully Tyron Smith comes back, and then you got some some real weapons. Yep. But let's watch this block here, boys. Huh? Yeah. Let's watch this. Uh oh. Oh no. This uh, could have been on the bumps, huh? This could have uh, been. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, he kicks him in the head. Kicked him in the head. Straight ejection. Guys, not allowed to cut him. What do you want him to do? Try and set an edge, AJ, right? Got to go low, outside leg. Look Can't. At him. He's trying to set the edge. He's I doing know. all the right That's things. That's a tough spot. Tough, tough spot for anybody, in. really. Jeez yeah. Louise. He gets back up. I think good play, but great block. I will say, just to piggyback off Connor's point, Zach Martin and Steele, probably the best right side in Oof. football right now. So that mm. is that is kind of a little bit of a concern. Uh -oh. You're hoping. You're hoping that injury doesn't affect them too much down the road. Picking up T.Y. Hilton will help. How come? Is he playing right tackle? <laughs> yeah. Just gives you, no, but he gives you a great little third option, another weapon for Dak. You know, it's Slows deal. down the rush, obviously. Yeah, That's what get, he's talking get about. Get the ball, ball out. Yep. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Quicker passes. Unbelievable. Right, A.J.? That's what he was saying. Foxy. Yep. Right, Here we go. go. Look who's on the screen. Foxy. Wow. Wow. They made it. Whoa. Look at the brand new lines. So look at them! I'm so happy for this crew, Mario. Hell yeah! This crew right here, these five, as Fox, he'll talk about quite often. That's the reason these guys are winning. Bingo! They are setting the tone every week. They are coming off. He's one of the best centers in football. Ragnall's playing at a high, 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 high level. Obviously, Sewell's a monster. Decker's playing well. They're playing well across the front. Here's what they're going to do: They're going to run an inside zone this way. We're going to get the tight end going back. When they run the inside zone here, again, we talked about this when Derrick Henry had that, that big-time run earlier that I talked about maybe a few weeks ago when he ran right down the hash marks and put the safety on skates. They are trying to get this cut back immediately. So all they're trying to do is get everybody moving this way and then seal, create a wall here, and then when you get the tight end going back, 
98's going to try and wrong shoulder this, and when he wrong shoulders it, hell of a block by this tight end, kind of stealing this backside edge, and then... Hey, just real quick. Yeah? What was this check? Uh, I'm assuming, based on this, and I think it comes from that, this usually means either alert or can, 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 telling you where the safety is, so we're going to try and get this cut back off the safety. Ooh. Jared Goff running okay. a golf offense. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so here it comes. Boom. We get everybody down. We get that. And then check this out. My man coming back off the knee and drinking a big block. Wow. J-Mo. the juice. Ooh. This and then we get the back out in space. That's a huge hole one-on-one. -on -one. But I think that's Dantzler, right? Ooh. Cam Dantzler. There it is. And he gets the outrun to the pylon. Bang. Tud. What a run. What These guys a are fucking good, man. Man, J-Mo, first game back, man. One Tough catch, son of a bitch, man. One tud, but look at this, man. This is getting highlighted in the meeting. 100%. That, that's going to be the yeah. first thing highlighted, not the touchdown catch. Boom. That. Boom. Boom. Love Boom. Linebacker, man. Probably gives us – this dude's two, 215, 220. Boom. Oh. I mean, how good that's, is that, oh. right? That's awesome. That's big time. That is big time. AQ, hey, while we're on the Lions. Yeah. How do you feel about Penny Sewell catching that ball and sealing the game? I mean, that's a dream as a lineman, right? Gotta absolutely love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. I was in a position where I could have caught a pass. Wow. Carson Palmer fucking looked at me, reset the feet, and threw oh, away. No. <laughs> Every time it was bad. Every time in practice, right. I threw it to you, though. Every time in practice. I got numerous catches in practice. Lots of catches in practice. Yeah, because you got to throw to the big man in practice. Fake, a fake field goal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anytime big man's out and route in practice. Yeah. Got to throw to the big man. Hilarious that mm -hmm. Carson goes, oh, it's all fun. It's all fun in practice, yeah. I'm going to throw it to the professional guy right over here, though. Get you next time. We'll go to the real tight end. I'll get you next. That's a shame. Would have loved to see what you would have done yeah, when you got Me too, Carson. Me too, Carson. Would have loved to see. Would you have kept the football, obviously? Would you have spiked it? What would you have done, you think? I don't know. It was a two-yard route on uh, third and one. Oh, so it wasn't a touchdown. No, it wasn't a touchdown. Oh, uh, you no. I would have been a first down though. First down, yeah. yeah. Just like Penny, would you have got up? Well, yeah, should have got up. Drop the ball. Drop the ball. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, change. You have it's a... like, hey, get that ball back. Buddy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you ever have a running back or wide receiver, tight end, score a touchdown, hand it to you in the end zone to spike it? No. Oh, no. Oh, my uh, God. Man, it's a not a locker room no. guy. Oh, no. no, nobody's letting you spike their tuts. It's unbelievable. That stinks. Flacco? Not even Flacco? Not even Flacco. Not even Joey Flacco. What's Joe that Cole? all about? I don't know. Footsteps is a team guy. How many times did you get the ball on the field? I picked up a fumble in London against so, the Rams, and I literally picked it up, did one of these. I started to run. I got hit by 30 fucking people. I thought I broke my leg. <laughs> that's, that's too many men. That's the first that's time. That's too many men. Yeah. How many yeah. did you, you pick got up killed in America? I got crushed. <laughs> the entire Rams defense, when they were rolling in 16, 17, I mean, it was like. Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald, Brockers, they just tried to just break my leg. It was it was bad. Bruised, bruised up. I got tackled once. That was a long flight back. Dude, my knee hit my other leg. I got a bruise on the other leg <laughs> from yeah. my knee hitting my leg so hard. Hit it into it? Yeah. I was like, I just Yeah. I wasn't so much for you. Contusion. Tough. Yeah. AJ, you ever get the ball? I guess you had those picks. Remember you had that big cast on? Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah. I guess Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben with the big cast. <laughs> you get the big catch and the big return. Did you just think you were scoring every time? Is that what you thought as soon as you got the ball in your hands? Because I think that's what AQ th That's what I thought. I did. The ball. That's what AQ thought. I scanned the field. I, I saw a gap, and I said, <laughs> I'm, it's over. I'm scoring. Is that your thoughts as well as soon as you got that thing? I mean, yeah. yeah it's the first thing you'd think of. Yeah. Holy All right. Let's shit. get this thing in the end zone. It's a lot harder than it looks, though. Yeah. A lot, a lot of... Uh, 
pissed off O linemen running after you usually, and that's you got to avoid those guys. Those O linemen getting the big time shots and tackles. Yeah. Oh, oh. gotta love it. So tired. They're willing to do that because they're so pissed. Man, I was just trying not to get decleated, head on a swivel, looking yeah. for Sue. Just don't. We fumble. played the Lions one time, and Sue was just trying to kill everybody. My head was on. I just ran to the pylon, just tried to avoid everybody. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Smart. This yeah, decision. Good angle. From the yeah, good angle. angle. Yeah, good angle. Good effort. I thought I had him. Thought I had him. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll trying to force him back. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The Lions are a hell of a squad, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They are. This is big time. Easy yeah. team to root for. Yep. 49ers, also a team that we're proud of. So this play, it's, so we've seen it over and over again on this segment, right? We've seen the guard pull. Either way, whatever, guard pull, and then the second pull would be Kittle, right? Yes. Here's what they did in this game, which was awesome. And, and I got a personal story about this. We ran this versus teams that had backside three techniques that were awesome, right? First time I ever ran this a game, we're playing the Rams, Aaron Donald blowing up the actual counter where the guards pull and center can't make the block back, right? So we end up putting this play in a halftime and ends up gashing people because now you become way more secure on the backside of this play because the center does not have to block back. You're basically man, man, man on the backside. But here's what we're going to do. You don't see him. check's going to come from outside. He's going to be the first pour. And we start him in fly motion to gain that blocker front side. Snap it on the run. First of all, this is awesome, too. We've seen this a bunch from them. We get the tight split. He has to account for thinking this might be a crack toss. So it hesitates him and gets him up the field. Boom. check on the kickout block. Kittle... Coming around on Levante David. Boom. And then this play's really supposed to be over here. He does such a good job with his vision, like we saw last week, too, on the toss play, cutting this thing back against the grain. Oh. And he's out the gate. Gone. He's so good at football. Yeah. Let me also say this is the first run play of the second half. So oh. they ran this, the first play of the second half. The first run play of the first half, they started off the game with four passes. First run play, ran this same exact fucking play and gashed the Buccaneers for 23 yards on that play and then hit him for 30-something yards and a touchdown on this play. Two plays, 60 yards, a touchdown. Well, they run that uh, like back-to-back weeks? Or is this like a known play that they run? Or I don't they- know if they've shown this much on film. So this is, this, is, this is what makes Shanahan so good game planning. When you watch them and they're running all the zone stuff and the tosses and all this stuff last week and then it doesn't even show up, in the week against the Buccaneers because they game plan for what they want to do. They run a lot of tosses. And why do you do that? Because you want to stay stout inside because <clears throat> Akeem Hicks, Nacho, who you're anticipating this was going to be Vita, Will Golston, three monsters on the interior. But now we can say stout. Now we can say stout. This was awesome, too, because this was meant to be a double team. He gets the loop right there, and he recognizes it. Transition double team to the next. Center does a phenomenal job just washing Devin White past the hole. And there it is. Bro, look Come at – you know, they talk about that sled. You Everybody sees it in hard knocks in a training camp. Mm-hmm. People in the sled. Look at fucking Trent do the sled drill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right here. I mean, actually doing that, the sled – like, just absolutely demolishing people. Yeah. He's unbelievable, huh? Unbelievable. And then the first time they ran this in the game, like I said, it was the first run of the first half. We don't have it here on film. But we got the double team here on Golson right here. They're looping, so we get the transition double team. But the first time they ran it, you should see that. Trent and Banks take him six yards off the ball. I mean, the double team was unbelievable. You don't see that often. Now, Trent's giving away plays, though, isn't he? Yeah, tip it. Yeah, he's yeah, tipping he plays. plays. He passes and runs. Remember? Tip it all you want. The guy's fucking 
maybe the best to ever do it. Really? Yeah, he's, he's up the there. Goat. I mean, he's up there. Is this the Shippies? Is this an award? I don't oh, know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's oh, up, the he's first. Is this the Shippies? The first Shippie off the board. Oh, oh the first shi- Best tackle He's definitely ever. the best tackle wow. in the game right now. There's no question about it. Okay, there's Boom. a Shippie. Shippie. Okay. Congratulations, Trent. Nice. Out of order, Trent. Are the, uh, are the trophies like new pieces from your new vacuum? Or? Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to chop it up. <laughs> okay. Oh, chop yeah. That's a good idea. Nice. Yeah. We got. We, we might have to wait for the three point The, the Niners, smart. honestly, unstoppable. Aq. That's right. Unstoppable. That is right. All right, let's get to it. If we haven't seen this on the internet the yet, this is pretty awesome. First thing we're going to talk about: the awareness here. Anytime you get a blitzer on a screen, especially a second level blitzer, don't block them. Wait till you see the club that we get from Trey Smith, who's been on here numerous times, plays the game the right way, plays the game like a prick, plays the game the way you want to see from an offensive guard. Boom, let's club him down. Nope, we're not going to block him. It's all right. Now check this out. Boom! Oh! 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 Justin Simmons! Holy! Oh! Jeez! I mean, how good is that? Good club. Club! Club! Boom! Boom! Get flat. flat. Oh, no. You're also going to see another. Hey, Q, are you guys allowed to club in the back? Are you allowed to like? What's the rule state? Can you club him right in the back? <laughs> AJ, so blocked him on the head. So you see it a lot from tackles, right? Oh, like on screens Jesus. or anytime they're trying to get out on like a sprint draw or anything like that. Is there a rule against it? No. Is it frowned upon? Will they? Will a ref see the aftermath of this and call it sometime? Sure, but it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's a great Boom. move. And you also get another body hitting the ground right there. Creed Humphrey Jeez. hustling out in space, too. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Ding, 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 ding. Oh! I mean, how good is that? Hey, it stinks for the defense here. You got nothing you can do. No, no. Okay. You just keep sticking up for those defensive guys. I'm going to keep praising these motherfuckers. Well, yeah, there has, to be, there has, to, be oh! sort of, there has oh! to be some sort of give and take because – there's a receiving end there, and we'd like to let them know, hey, there ain't nothing you can do. No. no. There's literally nothing you can do. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to eat it. Ain't that right, AJ? It's just going to happen. Yeah, they changed the rule. When you can, you can do something about it, they change the rules, so then you can't all of a sudden. Yeah, putting these defensive guys in defenseless. It's kind of like when defensive guys bring up, uh, like when guys club, which don't get called, and then they hear AJ talk, and then now it's going to be a fucking new rule. So, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, AJ. Oh, AJ, I don't thanks. Think, AJ. I don't think you're listening to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, AJ. Oh, AJ. Oh, AJ. Good job, AJ. Way to join the competition oh, committee. Wow. Wow. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, AJ, AJ, kind of the leader of the oh, woke defense mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, thanks, AJ. Thanks a lot, Hawk. Thank you. We like physical football. Yeah. Thanks, AJ. I thought this was America. Yeah. I was told you were a tough guy. Oh. I was told Ohio oh. still had grit. Oh. 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 Wow. Guess I was wrong. Anyways, we, uh, we'll assume that that rule will be changed. And we'll call, you know what we'll call that rule? The Ohio rule. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, make the game soft. I didn't tell you to take it out. I didn't say take it out. I'm asking. The, I, I, I genuinely wondered if it was legal to blast you on the back. You sound like a wuss, Hawk. Okay, cool, Con. You're the toughest guy in America then. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Is it a rule or is it not? That's all I'm asking. No, it's not a rule. It's not a rule. It's not a rule. I think he got him in the top of his back. Yeah, and you used to see it a lot with, like, the big-time pass rushers on screens, on sprint draws. They'd get Jared Allen up the field, boom, club him, throw him, and get out. Yeah, that's a a throw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now we got... A big mate. Oh, here we go. The Bills Mafia. We got the left tackle. We're going to focus on him. Before we let this thing play, one thing I like about both these big bumps this week is they both resulted in touchdowns. Okay. Okay. So, big time time blocks. 
we are going to run, which you can only do this with the quarterback here. You can fake the zone this way, which is going to affect him and him. And then we're going to pull guard tackle, which you can call tag, counter trade. There's a million different things you can do. And they're going to send him to him. And then our two pullers are going to take care of him and him. And then so here's what's going to happen. We get the wrong arm. These guys are a lot of times taught either take it on like this and then get the puller up underneath or wrong arm and try and get this thing to spill. Bad fucking move by Franklin Myers. Nice. Trying to he felt real good at first avoiding Saffold. But then we get the cleanup shot from, wait for it, Dawkins coming. Oh, wait, oh, no. wait. Oh, no. You see what's about to happen. Oh, no. Holy no. shit. Oh. Wow. Holy fuck. That's big time, isn't it? Yeah. Got obliterated. Look, he's doing the right thing. Boom, he's trying to spill it. Go underneath. Beat one. And then the second one cleans Dude. it up. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Got, a got killed. Oh, my God. And Josh, come. Yeah, I mean, that's where he's running. That's where he's running. He's falling forward. Let me see what this guy who's uh, huge and is on the run is going to do to someone. Let me just – let me follow that ass right there, says Josh Allen. Yep. Boom. That feels good. Holy yep, shit. Yep, that's the right spot. Holy hell. That's a car crash. Yeah. That's a car crash. Yeah. You know, and that probably hasn't been talked about that much on any of the media thing. That guy's expected to get up, okay, next drive, get mm -hmm. back out there. And the offensive lineman, he's a part of that massive collision. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, you did your job. Fucking get back in there, get punched in the head next play. We need you to dive back in there. The trenches are where the game is won. The trenches are where the grit is displayed. Mm -hmm. yeah. The trenches yeah. are always a fun place to visit with AQ Shipley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fun. Not to mention, uh, not even the biggest hit from this game because Mike White almost died. Twice. Oh. oh, yeah, Milano. Did you see that photo? They, they, came, up, they came up with a photo. Milan, it's he's it's a tackling dummy. He's going yeah. through a tackling dummy mm -hmm. on him. It's picture perfect form, and you actually see a portion of Mike White's like spine and soul <laughs> yeah. coming out of the back of it, and then the ball up this way, and then what the photo didn't show is the crash landing. Right, that's mm -hmm. happening at the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. Mike White, tough son of a bitch. Truly, Ooh. truly. Hey, in the trench was awesome. And a baby, where you go, Al? AJ, yeah. great work today, pal. You did fantastic, AJ. Hawk. Yep. I pissed, I pissed him off real bad. I, uh, Nick, you I gonna hit some ruined, putts? I ruined his whole day. Well, yeah, before we get out of here, I mean, we're certainly going to do that. He did. He was kind of coming after the whole state of Ohio there, wasn't he? I yeah, know. I mean, that's okay. You can do that. I didn't like it. Me. I didn't like it. Just Only you know, I didn't like it. Reporting on what I'm saying. It's not my fault. It's just the way you see things. Yeah. If they don't want to be known like that, then everybody should play in the college football playoff. And they shouldn't get beat at home against Michigan by 40. Or just Who's don't count down to the game. Jeez. Either or. Ohio oh, State can turn a lot. They're in the college football playoff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. Only, there's only four teams. They're right. one of them. That's right. Mm -hmm. Think about how good they have had to be to be in the college football playoff. Yeah. Unbelievable program. Unbelievable winning percentage. Mm -hmm. yes. Culture, great. Unbelievable. You lose to Michigan, and then now you got to play Georgia. The narrative is going to get a lot. Exactly. They're not getting bears. Can't have it happen, AJ. It'll be, it'll be. You got high standards. It's right, man. They build up high standards around here. It's true. You know why? Because 
When you were in school, Harry won a national championship. Yeah, that's, that's right. Because right. of A.J. Hawk. <laughs> won a national championship when Urban was sticking fingies up Coed's buttholes. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> Get back to that. Still getting it done. Yeah. We don't know if he was doing that. that. They, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't won a natty in a little bit. That's a good point. Could probably soon. We don't know if that was you know, a time-honored tradition that he felt obligated to do with his homecoming. Mm-hmm. No bongholes were safe. Yeah, what do you think was going on on that boat? I'll tell you what, it Bong wasn't, holes. you know, coloring books and rainbows. <laughs> he never lost to Michigan. That's a good That's point. people talk about. Yeah. I don't Seven know. I'm, pull- I'm pulling for Ryan Day, honestly. I'm pulling for him. That sounds Hard like a to. difficult <laughs> Zito easy. All right, I don't know about all that. I'm a new Ohio State fan here with Justin Fields and I. That's a tough, that's a tough gig. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Unless you win. Think how different the offseason yeah. will be if he loses to, to Georgia. It's a lot different offseason. Oh, <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike you beat Georgia, though. Now it's going to be tough. Georgia's NFL at literally every single position, it feels like. Yeah. And they're ready to be the next. Everybody, we want Bama. Like, we want Georgia. Mm-hmm. Potentially the next, you know, oh, yeah. five, ten years of college football. It's a tough pool for Ohio State. But remember, they're in it. That's right. Let's uh-huh. remember yeah. that. A lot of people would die to be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of teams wishing they could be in there. Caleb Williams said it at his Heisman speech. Mm-hmm. Bingo. He said Aaron Rodgers and um, somebody else, two players he was a fan of growing up. This speech. Cole Beasley. Plunkett. Jim. Kenny Stabler. I'll tell you what, if you guys say it, I will remember it. Seven. Charlie Terry Whitehurst. No. Vinny Testaverde. Uh, Tony Miola. John Kitna. Donovan Culpepper. Might have been Miola. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been Miola. Was it Miola? <laughs> I don't know if it was Miola. Aaron Rodgers, I one of his favorite players. Mm-hmm. I like that. A little swagger, a little moxie. Yeah. He plays a little bit like Jason Campbell. I don't know if it was Jason Campbell. <laughs> I don't know. Good player. Good quarterback. Yeah, good, good quarterback. I think before his time. Seneca Wallace. Seneca Wallace. Seneca. Seneca. Yeah, I played with player. Seneca. Anything, I love Seneca. Hines. Slash? I don't, I, I don't think any of those. Cordell Stewart? Cord, that's Slash, yeah. We know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Maddox? Ooh, oh, yes. Probably. It was. That's the okay. one. It was Aaron Rodgers and Tommy Maddox. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Brister. Now yeah. Mike Vick. Could have been Jeff Blake. Oh. Brad Johnson. Oh, yeah. Maybe Jake Plummer. No, I think it was Chris Fuamata Malafala. Oh, oh yeah. guy. Cutler? He's a hell of a ball player. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hell yeah. Did you ever have to play against Chris Fuamata Malafala? Yes, I, I believe so. Tough day for old A.J. Hawk, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Your ass. Tough guy. Strong guy. Very strong. So back when you were playing, that's every week, huh? Because we we draw up these plays in the trenches. It's like, all right, this fullback is going head-to-head with this middle linebacker. That was what football was back in the day, right? You were just every week. Yeah. It was like a lot, right. of like a lot of ISO, a lot of lead week, a lot of, lot of big-time fullbacks Yeah, back then. So you're prepping for that like you're prepping for a fight almost? Like, okay, this is what this guy likes to do. I'm no, gonna... it's just the game. It's just That's how every team most likely kind of was. So you're trying to figure out. You're showing – they're showing the plays like on your Wednesday install meeting. Hey, this is how we're going to defend this certain play. Some teams might have 15 of those where you're like, oh, you got to change special rules if you see this. Pre- yeah, it's, it's crazy. So you're not just preparing for battle with the fullback every week. Like, no, right, me and you know guy. that's just a, that's a given. No, that's a given. You, you're trying to find a way to stop them. And that's why you and Kuhn were like, listen, mm-hmm. every day. Because mm-hmm. on Sunday, it better mm-hmm. be easy. 
Exactly. Does anybody have bigger heads than us? I don't think so. No chance. Does anybody have thicker skulls than us? Uh-oh. I don't think so. Mm-mm. We just so happen to be on the same team in two positions that are supposed to run into each other, two bulls. If we make it hard on each other, as hard as possible, every day that we are teammates, That's right. giving if we run our heads into each other as hard as we possibly can, the games will be easy. You disintegrate a tooth on Wednesday against me, you disintegrate a tooth on Sunday, it won't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many years were you guys teammates for? Uh, yeah, nine. <laughs> oh, man. No concussions, though. No, no documented know. concussions. That's a real thing you did, AJ. We found, about, found out about that because of Kuhn, mm-hmm. where AJ and John, friends, mm-hmm. hung out outside. Well, we couldn't. We just weren't going to. We, there's, you couldn't brother-in-law, as they say. You couldn't be a brother-in-law in practice. No, you could. That's why, as they say, exists, because people have agreed to do yeah. that before. Depends on. on where you are, though. Coaches know about, about brother-in-laws. Coaches do not like that, so I want to be accountable to my teammates and my coaches. Okay, and I can respect that, and I appreciate that. Hell, yeah. I think after year five of you and a guy being really good friends with each other mm-hmm. and just mashing your heads into each other every single practice. At some point, a conversation could have been had like, hey, some of these periods aren't worth the same as like these other periods. And neither of you would, would say that to the other person because then they would have felt like they lost. Yeah. Right. So for nine years, just fucking every day as hard as you can because you didn't just want to say – Hey, you know this fucking period in the middle of the season on a Wednesday that means not we're doing this for the running back. We're not even doing it for us right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just kind of we'll just you know like we you got me, I got you. We'll just brother-in-law. They say refuse to let those words come out of their mouth. So they just CTE eat each other every fucking day they could. Yep, wild, unbelievable. Needed to have his teeth turned into pixie dust day after day. AJ and that fucking guy. Look at that guy. Have, yeah, you did. Kuhn just going downhill, man. Look at that head. He goes downhill. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Goddamn right. Like man sharpens man. Hell yeah. And you two certainly <laughs> did that. AQ, did you know that this happened between Kuhn and AJ? And is this a normal thing? I don't think oh, so. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I used to go against Corey Peters, who's still playing, playing for the Jaguars right now on the D-line. Big nose guard. Hey, Core. Core, let's make this look good. <laughs> okay. Core. I'm sore. You're sore. sore. You're in your 10. I'm in your 11. Let's make this look good. Yeah. yeah. You win some, I win some. I'll fall down a couple times. You fall down a couple times. Pancakes. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Like, we just, just get this thing to September. What do you say, brother? Coaches are like, look yeah. at that matchup over there. <laughs> These guys are just beating the shit out of each other. Oh, man, you, you see those two. They really go back and forth, yeah, don't yeah, they? Wow. It's really a fair fight over there. But that's not in, like, the important periods. There's moments where they matter. Like True everybody knows, like the moments. I feel like in practice, as a person that watched a lot of practice, it's like this portion of the drill, this portion of practice seems to matter a lot more than this stuff, where it's just like we're just trying to get it on film. People go through it, experience it a little bit. This is like a hey, game matchup needed to happen. So I'm assuming you and Corey Peters knew when was when. Hundred percent. Yeah, there was time to compete. How about these dudes? Nine years. We did. I'm sure we na- I, honestly. I'm sure we naturally like figured it out without speaking. Doesn't sound like it. It's unbelievable, AJ. That's unfucking. Especially with how close they were as friends. Mm-hmm. Never. A- yeah, play golf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coon's awesome. Not even once. Just maybe that's why actually. Because AJ knew I'm AJ freaking Hawk. They're not going to cut me. But if we go buddy-buddy, they're going to get rid of my best friend, John. No, I think we both do. Hey, we could be out of here at any minute. So I think that's kind of always our mentality. 
AJ, that's why you being number five overall and having that thought process is why you're the all-time leading tackler. I watched Brett Favre get traded, man. Like I told you that before. Like no one's untouchable. Like no one. I never. I definitely never felt safe. I watched Peyton Manning get cut. Yeah, Vinatieri. I think it's good. It's good to see that as a young player. It is. Vinatieri, by the way, acted like that since day one. Like there would be something that needed to be said to special teams coordinator or somebody else coming from the room. And it's like, all right, Vinny, go tell him. And Vinny's like, no way, I'm not saying that. I'm like, you're Adam, you're the one that's supposed to say. See, Adam's like, I don't need to cause a stir with any. Like, listen, I'm like, what? Dude, you're Adam Vinatieri. He's like, I'm old. Yeah, I've been around. Came um, from the Patriots, too, though. I'm oh, expensive. Yeah. He said, I'm expensive. I mean, it, like, the whole, I'm like, <laughs> what is your fucking deal? Yeah. <laughs> you're Adam Vinatieri. He said some very nice things about me last night on the Manning cast. So I appreciate you, nice. Vinny. He's gone off the grid. He was on the Manning cast last night talking about a lot of things. He's an incredibly fascinating human being who lived like every single day he could get cut. Like every his entire career, he was like that. He's just that dude that had to go play in the World League. He's that dude that Parcells basically said, like, you miss a kick, you're out. You got the job. You took out, but you miss a kick, you're out of here. You make your life miserable. Like that's why Vinny was Vinny, I think. And that mentality you just talked about, and obviously seventh round pick punter who was loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't have any bad days. I'm gonna have to have good days in practice. And on the on uh, on Sundays, Mondays, or Thursdays, or whatever. I think that's a big. Big piece of it all. I think having that, um, it's almost like accountability to yourself. Like, this isn't just automatically a right for me. Like, this is something I got to earn. No, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, there's t- I mean you got to go when you got to go. And you know it. There's other times, too, where it's like, it's week four training camp. <laughs> Fucking shoulder hurts. Hey, can you guys ever do half line? <laughs> you ever do half line when you run? Half line's the worst. They've gotten rid of it, okay, AJ. Good. You know that? They've Thank gotten rid God. of it. Did they get rid of it? That's the yeah. dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah, they, it, they consider that like a one-on-one now. So they've gotten that? rid of it. Good. It's is that like, center? It's like, what is it, center guard versus D-tackle linebacker. Or, We're taking away the backside. We're taking away the backside so there's no more. There's, it, yeah, pick away injuries. Yeah, right. No it's not. like two-on-two two Oklahomas. So there's leverage happening now as opposed to just one-on-ones where well, you see the person. And the back cuts back. The back will take the ball and cut back to where nobody is. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we here? Well, that's like when one-on-one's uh, passing, which I guess we've seen a lot of plays on everything DB where it happens. But when a wide receiver runs like a, like a six-second yeah, route yeah, or whatever yeah, in one-on-ones, you always hear DB, that's sack, sack, not doing it. Like you hear that, mm-hmm. not realistic. But then it, it has been showing up this year. Yeah, it feels like there's been long routes that are done. If they were done in one-on-ones, we'll ask D Bud about it. The entire defensive side would be like, hey, that ain't fucking – that's not one-on-ones. We're not running from this side all the way to that side over there, just unattended to quarterback with no run. Like, that's not real life. feels like it's happening more often than it ever has, and maybe we're just paying attention to it more. But the big dudes who ran their heads into each other, especially in that uh, helmet-to-helmet mm-hmm. era, I got nothing but respect for you, sir, honestly. Thank you, guys. That's why Connor's so alarmed exactly. about you trying to change rules to make it a little bit more new school mm-hmm. and a little bit safer. But nonetheless, you're an old school guy with a progressive mindset, and we appreciate that, AJ. Go, AJ. Toxic Table, great work. Appreciate you. <laughs> Hammer Don. starts at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mm-hmm. YouTube.com forward slash Hammer. Don. All the boys in the back, great work. Um, thank you to everybody. Had our holiday party yesterday. Christmas party over here. Have a holiday party later. Uh, it was nice to see everybody and their families and yes. everything. It was cool. Last time was fun. We wish you could have made it. Gifts? Yeah, we did White Elephant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got active late. Where you trade? Can you steal and all that stuff? Oh, three yeah. product uh, gift can only be stolen three times. Mm-hmm. 
There was a couple. We oh, had, we had a couple of max outs. Yeah, Mitt had quite a few. Mitt had quite a roller coaster last oh my night. Legos. So he had a drone. He had a Thor hammer. Mm-hmm. He had a hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> and now every single time it got stolen from him. Mitt was really in. Uh, he was in the mouse wheel. Yeah. He was in he's that in, whole thing. He's in the trenches. Uh, thank you. He was. <laughs> he was in there in the middle of the White House. <laughs> It was great to see everybody. We're very lucky to do what we do. The reason why we get to do this is because people choose to spend their afternoons with us, and we thank you for that. And we always try to give back with incredible giveaways. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people think they're incredible. We give away a lot because we're so incredibly thankful and lucky to do what we do. But we can't just give away from nobody. No, not everybody can just win something. we got to earn it. And by earning it, we have people accomplish feats that are seemingly impossible. Today, in the trenches, host, A.Q. Shipley, will attempt to bury. How many do you want to make? I don't know how many. Two out of five. Here we okay. go. Two out of five okay, putts. Here you go, Al. On this green at the Thunderdome that has been quite a conundrum yeah. for many that have picked up the putter. It's tough yesterday. If AQ goes two of five here, we will give 15 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody as a reply, and put their cash tag in there so we can pay you easily and efficiently. Before you putt, AQ, AJ, anything to say to the gorilla who has a putting green in his backyard. No, I think AQ needs to trust his instincts. He has a great stroke. He's going to make them all. He does have a good stroke. Unbelievable. This man has missed Fight Club for multiple weeks. Maybe that'll those lose feet. He's got those close feet like Jack Nicholas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some clean go. Air Force Ones are making him a little bit taller as well. Mm-hmm. Tied so tight. They're tied so tight. Yeah, Tightest Triple Air Forces nodded. of all time. That's be- oh, oh, oh that was a good putt. The first of five, a bit right. Was that a break or a push? We shall see with number two. Thank you, Shipley of Moon Township. Joe DiNardo was present at the White Elephant Gift Exchange last night. <laughs> oh, there it is. Bam. Bash. You said Joe DiNardo. Yep. Look what happens. Great touch. Joe yeah. DiNardo, rest in peace. Obviously, the greatest Doppler reader hey. in the history. Hey. <laughs> rest in peace. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Look at him. Rest in peace, Joe. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Easy. Easy. What, what? Easy. A little bit too stiff there. Didn't ask Aaron about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Should have. Anyways, if he goes one of three here, we'll give 15 people $500 and retweet his video. Say uh, something nice to somebody. Yeah, put that cash tag in there. Oh! A leper! Stay in the right lane. To heart break! City. Wow. Burn edges. Got him back. How did that miss? Has to go one of two here. Golden ball. Golden oh, shower. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, Must no. make this putt for 15 people to win $500. Made his first of five. Will he make his last to make 15 people happier before the holiday? Oh, no. Clean stroke. Oh, no. AQ Shipley. How about that? The wraparound. Oh, thing takes the tractor. Another round. Another round. Another round. Thank you, Joe DiNardo, who was obviously very present during that <laughs> entire right. thing. Yeah. AQ, great work. In the trenches today was fantastic. If you missed it, you should go check it out. 15 people who retweet this video say something nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the same reply. We'll win. $500 randomly. You'll be announced on Winter Wednesday. We can't thank you enough for joining us every single afternoon. You're the best. Hammer, done in 10 minutes. AJ, have a good one, pal. You too. See you guys. See you, everybody. Say something nice to somebody anyways. But today, you do it because you could potentially win. <laughs> Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs>